welcome to episode 52 of the Ranging Heresy podcast. My name is Jody, also known as Painting Chat, and I'm your host this evening. And with me, as always, on my uh, on my on my sides, or to my sides, my my co-hosts in our virtual studio. To my left is the one, the only, the man with the man with the plan, the man who keeps us on the straight and narrow, and who has the power of the editor. Uh, is the lovely Christopher? How are you doing, buddy? Well, you could also say the man with the plague, but. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it is that type of an episode, but yeah. I didn't want, it, I didn't want to it get is, it out uh, there too early. It is thematic, at least. But uh, Well, other than some sort of suspicious Chinese plague, it's quite all right, actually. Uh, good. I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm glad to hear it. Did you have, have you had a good Christmas, bud? Other than the <laughs> suspicious Chinese plague, yes. Yeah, well, I was, I was going by that. I was just thought it'd be better if we just, you know, you've already established that, so I thought I'd move on by. Well, but yeah, I spent, apart from dying of I was, the plague. I, was say, but like, I spent Christmas Eve with uh, my fiance and her family and the relatives, and then I sp- spent uh, Christmas Day at home with fever again. So okay, so did, did you do the the only true and just thing you could and coughed and hacked up all over your um, your in laws and family um, to share the plague? I did consider it, but uh, I do not support the spreading of plague, unnecessary uh, spreading of plague. Oh, you're doing Sh- it wrong. Sharing right? is caring. Exactly, I do, I I do believe that. I need to boil it. I need to boil it down and weaponize it first. Okay, oh, see, now there's the mechanic and player I, yeah. I know and love right there. It's all about efficiency and, you know, mass coverage. That's the way it is. I like it. Um, and on my right, as always, uh, he's he's back, and he's uh, back with us in all safe and sound. He's the one, the only, the Crown Prince 30K here in Sweden, sitting atop his throne of, I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's it's weird ego. shapes, and I don't think uh, it, well, atop the pyramid of ego, and um, the, the, <laughs> the chair shaped of, Things that aren't silver or swords is mm. the one, the only Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. And you should say, like, in the corner of the unwashed laundry. <laughs> in the co- well, yeah, in the co- uh, we could say in the unwashed corner of his man cave. On a pile yeah. of on a pile of dirty laundry, eh? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's 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 a nice way of putting it. So, how <laughs> you doing? All right, buddy. You, you're back with us, safe and sound. How was Christmas for you? Uh, Christmas was not too bad. Uh, same as always. You know, the kids got. Really cool gifts. I got tracksuit pants, and uh, yeah, I got drunk. But that's why we buy gifts for ourselves these days, eh? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, I already invested in my own gift. And we, also, my friends want exactly what's right. <laughs> exactly. And my mates—they knew like how it is to be a dad with kids and shit. So I got a massive bottle of super expensive whiskey. Nice. So, how's that's the play level over, over there? Uh, not too, like, it's okay, like, I'm, I've been semi on and off, like, I got back from Hello Africa, and, and suddenly I've been, I don't know, I got sick within, like, two days, because <laughs> it's so fucking cold, and I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's kind of on and off going now, maybe I have a malaria or some shit, I don't know. Why not? We'll, we'll see. Got to catch them all. Kill it with alcohol, man, kill it with alcohol. <laughs> it, it, it's on my bucket list, you know, I got basically all the STDs that are around, so now I might... Look into those kind of you know tropical fevers and shit. Isn't that oh, one yeah. of the ways they killed chlamydia in the olden days? Infected with malaria. Yeah, probably. It, it was one of the STDs at least that you could kill off wasn't with it, malaria. Wasn't it? Wasn't it syphilis because it ate like the bacteria? No, the the body temperature when you get the fever of malaria is so high it kills off the bacteria. 
Uh, I, th- I think with you, mate. I think it's more and more of a hit you with hit you with it and see what goes away. I think might be uh, might be really what it's all about. But you know what you should get? You should get yourself one of those world calendars where you can scratch scratch away the countries that you've been to. And you can just scratch away the different diseases you've caught, and that way you know you keep track of it. It'd be pretty cool. Well, I'll scratch it away. Uh, scratch it away, and then I put down like the disease I got there. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, make sure it's on the map and you're not scratching anything else because anything that falls off, you know, you might not be able to put back on again. Just just mm, saying. True. And then we can combine it with the coughing from my illness to make it spread faster. See, see, the, the, just so everybody knows, this is where it begins. <laughs> the Virgin Heresy is where the end begins. So if no other episodes are released after this one, you probably know that we're all gone. You probably should go up to the closest kind of bomb shelter next to you. Yeah, or, or some sort of disease control center and just, just pray they've got airtight seals that you might be able to hide behind. Break, break out your biohaz suit and, you know, go this, to death. This is the true story of the army of the 12 apes. <laughs> oh, this is so, such a positive episode for this time of so, year. I love I mean, it. Uh, well, it, it, it is a death guard episode. You know, well, let's, let's, say, let's talk about what's on tonight's episode. Who's a death guard legion special? Well, before so, we all get arrested for bioterrorism, Jody, how have your Christmas been, and how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, uh, my Christmas has been good. I mean. Uh, you know, it's 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 always a little fun being an Englishman in Sweden because Sweden has its Christmas celebrations and present giving and all that sort of stuff on the what's technically Christmas Eve on the proper um, on day. The front- yeah, well, I'm not going to argue. It's two times to get you know drink and eat food, and you know I'm not going to complain. Um, but the kids were with, with their their mother this time uh, this for that day, and then they came back to me the next day. So we had uh, British Christmas, you can call it that, English Christmas at a friend's house who's also um, over from Blighty, and uh, we had a great time. Um, You're only allowed to have that for about two more years. Yeah, I know. Then you have to conform or leave. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think. I think when I, if I, if I take the citizenship test, when I, when I if I officially become a Swedish citizen, then then basically I have to renounce all public holidays from the UK calendar as part of it. Um, I'm not sure, but this is what I've been told. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And if I mention God save the Queen, I get shot or something. I don't just, know. just say God save the King instead, and it's fine. I know, but they'll probably shoot me if I get it wrong. So that's more my thought. Or, or wait uh, to talk about it at all until our next monarch. There's going to be God save the Queen. And then it's um, going to be God save the King in England, and it probably won't be Charles. No, there is that too. Uh, but before we go all royalists, other than that, great Christmas. Um, kids had a great time. I had a great time. I got spoilt, and which is really nice. I, got, I have a fantastic can of Citadel Chaos Black. Base coat spray here for my kids who chose it themselves, so I'm very proud of them. They, either they pay attention or they just want to cover everything in black paint. So, I don't know, maybe they're going emo teenager a little early. And I um, want to paint it black, eh? Yeah, it's all about painting it black. Oh, shit, have they been listening to the Age of Darkness podcast? Yeah, either that or they're <laughs> That's shocking. I got that Rolling Stone fans. Well, that too. Uh, I do or like to play Rolling Stone. About so. 40 bands that did a cover of that song. Yeah, true. There is That's that. But other than that, no, it's been a great time. Uh, had a had a good time, and I'm I'm doing really well at the moment, actually. Uh, yeah, just put it like that. Last last few weeks have been a bit a bit wonky, but I'm doing really well at the moment, so it's all good. So um, yeah, let, well, let's get on with tonight's episode because some of that wonkiness will come out when we start talking about what we've been doing in the hobby. Um, so yes, tonight's episode is a Death Guard Legion special. 
We have uh, two wonderful friends of the show who have come on as guests, and that is uh, you'll have Freddie and Freddie and Chris taking you through with uh, Per Lemnat and Frederick Schostedt. Lovely Frederick, big mech, uh, very good friend of mine uh, who likes to remind me that he he's done better than me at, at some events, which sucks, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> Uh, so that's got on tonight, but before we do that, let's get the uh, the good old-fashioned social medias out of the way. So first of all, come and give us a like and see what we're doing on our Facebook page. It's the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Jump over into the Varangian Heresy Podcast group if you want to share your whips, talk to us about what's going on, or got any ideas do you want to share with us or a little community that we're building there. Uh, we tweet occasionally, at least when the episodes go out. If I'm right, Chris, is that right? Yeah, when the episodes go out, and sometimes I might even go and like other people's stuff and retweet stuff, but Jeez, that's dude, mainly that's... when I re- remember that I actually have Twitter on my computer and not just on my phone. <laughs> and we're at Varangian Heresy. We're at Varangian Heresy on Instagram, and our email address, which is the all-important, the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com. So those are the social medias. We've got a Death Guard episode again for you this evening, as we've said like multiple times now. But most importantly, what's everybody been doing in the hobby? Uh, let's start with Chris. What have you been up to, bud? Stuff. Okay. Now, concise. Well, that was, that that was, was almost mock concise. <laughs> well, I've been uh, drawing city plans for Byzantia, which is this capital city of the Nomina Elysium, where the campaign is going to be held next year. And this is right. in conjunction because I'm working with Magnus on well, the wall plans and what's going to be behind the walls and stuff. So this magazine is nothing wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, you fucker, you beat me to it by like split second. <laughs> <laughs> well, his, he has does, that one has done nothing wrong yet. We'll see. Give him time. <laughs> he's an intern. He's on probation right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think we can't complain. I, I, I kind of expect that we get what we pay for. So Yeah, nothing. Or nothing. We pay. <laughs> I never got what the. Oh, fine. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> well, I've been working on that. I've been working on uh, some fluff, logically, for next year. Mm-hmm. And I've been even been painting some actually. Oh my god! Hang on, painting fluff or painting models? Painting fluff. No, I found some fluff, and I'm just base coated it and trying to highlight it now. But uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but I'm working on five Sisters of Battle Oblivion Knights. Ooh. They're not for me, but I'm working on them. Okay. <laughs> Is this fluff-related or not fluff-related? Well, these five are for a certain someone in the U.S. that lives uh, out in the cold wilderness, whatever. Not really, but it's, we can pretend that Sean is a, a caveman somewhere. <laughs> He's got the dreadlocks for it. Yeah, but he's going to get... It's going to get some nice little, little Oblivion Knights. I even found a whip for them. So. Oh, right. He doesn't deserve them. God damn it. <laughs> well, other than that, I... We love like... you, Sean. We love you. That's it's all that counts. We love you. Forget Freddy. Right. We love you. Maybe the other two do. But, you know, I got my eyes on you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you can enjoy Sean at the Depticon, can't you? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, last time we moving had. on. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing, I've also been working on a terrain piece and some uh, war bands for another game, which is Company of Ooh. Iron. Oh, okay. And I've also been wor- and besides that, I've also started my Goliath Gang for Necromunda. Woo! Because yeah, maybe 
but but they're 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 going to be slightly converted because they are gonna do double duty. But you will see the double duty in a future update on our Facebook page. Uh, so there will be some. So, yeah, okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, there will be a bit of a double duty there. And uh, after that, I'm gonna enjoy my Christmas presents from my fiance, which was a bunch of paints and hobby supplies. Nice it's man. Always very nice. very nice. I'm not married with children. I get presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Uh, I, d- I did ask to basically get the when she <laughs> asked me what I wanted. I said, "Oh, I might need a new pair of jeans." Oh well, Harry, I got paint instead. I'm not complaining. Uh, no, you really, really shouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else to add to the to the, the hobby since last time we talked? Mm, let's see. Goliath, Company of Iron, Fluff, Terrain Piece, Scissor Battle. Mm, no, not really. That's all of it for now. Okay. Well, it sounds like a sounds like a pretty damn good. Uh, a pretty damn good haul there, mate. And it sounds like you're doing pre- pretty well off from Christmas as well, so that's not too bad. Uh, Freddie, what about you, good self? Have you managed to get any hobbying done around this time of year? Uh, yes, I have. I, I have cleaned up and uh, glued together a Cobdor gang, which I found in my uh, Time Warp Continuum attic. Your bag of holding. GW's GW's stockroom circa 1990-something, so 2000. 1997. You know exactly uh, when it is, right? Fine, good to know. <laughs> uh, and, and also, I have, uh, because JP shamed me so much when I wanted to play a power game a bit at the Depticon and play Solar Ox for our kind of matchup game, because obviously he's taking a super fluffy Militia Litz, which is, God bless you, JP, it's not very competitive, but... Neither is my solar auxilia list now anymore because we're all doing solar rocks. So I'm watching in front of me a horde of fucking Steel Legion miniatures that are mm-hmm. some are primed, uh, sorted. I'm almost done with my five sentinels. Uh, I need to work on a bit more on my fucking. Um, um, I prime. I primed uh, my ogrins, my rogue trader ogrins. Mm-hmm. I have also primed uh, twenty Sea Legions. I've glued and cleaned up the other ones I found on my attic. So I have another unit of, of 20 and I have five missile launches. And then I have a unit of uh, a command squad, which I have primed a couple of characters and stuff. Um, yeah. So nice. Now on to the I, I've glued together three Lima Russes as well. For now on to the most important question here. Have you named them all and given them dates until their retirement? I did, but I was so drunk and I can't remember what the fuck it was. I think I think the standard is they're all two days from retirement, Chris. Yeah. And, I, I have na- okay. To be honest, I have named so far. I've named my my freaking um, uh, captain. And I've named the regiment, which is the Necromunda Ninth, the good old uh, um, kind of what do you call it? Like the good old guard regiment from the first whatever Imperial Guard plastic box yep. box that mm-hmm. came out from GW because you know to honor them. Uh, and also, I had my old background story already sorted. Uh, I have named uh, my uh, Baroness, uh, or like, um, it's going to be Iona, and it's going to be, uh, what's it, like Ho- Hovdar, you know, the because it's from the ruling family of Necromanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that's what I've done so far. And also, my, my trip to Africa wasn't all fruitless. I have realized that GW Sand, you can buy for Flock, is subpar. And now I brought, like, I smuggled, I don't know if I was allowed to bring this in, but thank God I didn't fly commercial flights. I brought like an entire bag of sand from Sahara, and it's just the perfect grade for flocking. And the thing is, you didn't really mean to. It was just in your bag when you got home, right? Well, no, that was that was not a well half of the bag was. <laughs> but I, I actually I was retarded enough to go out and scoop uh, like a bit. I grabbed like a big Ziploc bag and just fill it up with uh, Saharan sand. Oh, next time you go out there, I'll be sending some bags with you. Was that, where, was that how you got the scorpion back home? Uh, no, I had to kill... Unfortunately, I that was in his him. socks. That was rolled up in his socks, mate. Well, my son wanted me to bring it back home, but it tried to sting me, and I shoved my bayonet through uh, like the back tail of it because he got quite aggressive. And unfortunately, and he died. The whole predator thing of holding it in his hand and crushing it until it went cold. Well, I, as I he watched him, it through his night vision. I did it properly. I grabbed him by his tail so he couldn't do anything. Uh, but then when I dropped him down, he, he tried to sting me and I was quick, too quick with my my combat knife and I chopped it off. I'm pretty sure Peter aren't listening to this, so we're good. But <laughs> I, I do actually do believe, though, that your son would rather have you home than the scorpion. Well, well, he, he was like, well, mommy can let him live in the oven. I was like, this is too cold. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure mom is not going to let him live in the fucking oven, son. <laughs> like, it, it, like awesome. <laughs> once, once I'm divorced, you know, like, then it, then we'll be all right. I don't care. But, but, but then now, we, we used to have takeout then. <laughs> not to yeah, we used cook. to have takeout. Yeah. We're not going to use the oven because that... It'll be, it'll be really clean because it'll never been used. Yeah. You can see all the way through to it. <laughs> you know. That is not true, though, because I do all... All the fucking cooking here. So I don't know how the kids survive no, just while I'm, just while I'm gone on deployment. Take out. <laughs> yeah. Dad, come back. Why? We don't want any more McDonald's. We've had it for seven weeks now. Come back. Yeah, right. And we just put scorpions in the oven instead. Like, I, I, I drop, like, a couple of stones while I go overseas. The kids come out there just rolling down the fucking... <laughs> <place. laughs> oh, when Dad comes home, it kind of evens itself out. Uh, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I've noticed that because apparently I'm doing everything now because I've been on holiday. Yeah, you've been to so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Break, that's a break from marriage. Come on, yeah. be fair. That's a break yeah, from marriage. Exactly. Like what? What was that? Thirteen-hour work days. <laughs> you've been on holiday. You haven't been with the kids. Yeah, but you've been in a lovely place with sun. That's holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and friends, stingy friends, and you uh, know, live ammunition. Yeah, uh, I did that big mistake. I got home tanned. Ooh, oh, don't do, it. don't do that. Well, I couldn't help it, though, because there was, like, no shade. Literally <laughs> no shade. It's not about whether you could help it or not, mate. It's the fact you did it when she, when she wasn't there <laughs> with you. You're in trouble. That's the problem. You know this. Yeah, you know, I can never win anyway, so. Oh, it's never how it works. <laughs> never how no, it works. Never how it works. But anyway, so that's, is that my hobby progress? I have oh, yeah, that's true. I want that Kickstarter thing. Remember? Yeah. Station uh, 111 thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, so you teased everyone with before you went away. Yeah, exactly. And I won it. And and I glued half of that together. I didn't realize how much, much fucking stuff it was. But that's <laughs> it. It uh, sounds like a really great kit, but how about you talk that one up in the next episode? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll do that once I actually I think do it. It deserves its own review, yeah, doesn't it? It yeah, definitely yeah. deserves its own review. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Also, just a reminder, Jody, how about uh, that bag review? Oh, yeah, 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 that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, Jody, how about that fucking game at EU review? Hey, hang on, that was a group thing. That's not on me. Don't be dropping that shit on me, man. You're the one with all of that. We'll be doing that in the New Year as well. Well, hell, to be fair, that will probably show up as part of our uh, year review because uh, it was a big part of our year as well. So uh, we could easily, we'll definitely get some talk about that, if nothing else. In, the, in our new segment, Shame. Hey, I am not taking all the fucking shame in this. I'm just pointing this out. Not happening. Not happening. You know, we're all part of this podcast, and, you know, I'm not we the bottom are. of the pyramid. Yes, I'm not at the bottom of the pyramid. There's, you know, this is a three-sided level pyramid here. We're all on the top and in the same amount of shit. Shut up, Christopher. <laughs> if anybody's on he may have just sent me a gif on a messenger. Tit. <laughs> was it a pyramid? No, it no, was it a was... scene from uh, Game of Thrones. The shame oh, scene. Shameful. Walk of shame. Yeah, no semen. Well, no, definitely not. Anyway, uh, if you're done and you're done, I guess it's my turn then, isn't it? Um, so what have I been doing, Hobby, since we last talked? Ooh, um, okay, so I went to the last of REI event of the year, um, which was uh, fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, Clean sweep? Uh, not for me. <laughs> I wasn't clean swept either, so I, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, had uh, another game against um, by a good friend, good friend and long time opponent, Michael with his uh, Michael with his uh, white scars. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They really um, need to stop start pairing you up with other people. Would be nice, but to be fair, Michael and I are having a laugh about it now. It was just a running joke yeah. once we got started. Oh, uh, but either, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to disagree. Well, you know, for for the next Avaria, you should tailor your list only to deal with him. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll still probably ruffle stop me, so I'm not going to complain too much. He's a great player. Uh, he really knows his stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think maybe next Avaria it would be it would be interesting to play. Uh, maybe not, you know, have have an event off and uh, you know build the rivalry for the next one instead. Um, but that was that was game one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I did get Rockwell stomped on that, and then there was like a 10-point difference. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been, uh, but it was a pretty decent difference in the, in the game there. Uh, second game, I played Christopher with his, um, his very, very um, helpfully foot-slogging um, Stone Gauntlet Iron Fist, uh, Iron Fist, Imperial Fist. Christ almighty, I'm doing well. Uh, Imperial Fists. And, uh, yeah, won that by, like, a couple of points. Then I played Emil and his Iron Warriors plus Warhound. Ooh. Yep. Um, my, my beloved baby. Iron play- Warriors, not Iron Hands. Iron Hands, was- sorry. Did I say Warriors? I always get those two mixed up. Um, Iron Hands and uh, Warhound. Know. Yeah, I know, we know. It's my thing. <laughs> Leave me alone. Hashtag, hashtag Iron whatever. Uh- <laughs> to be fair, Iron Wars is still... Perfectly reasonable medium to play loyalist as well. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, moving on. Um, so no, my 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 beloved Baneblade took eleven hold points in one one round of shooting, and then got lads cannoned off the next round. But I did manage to take out. I took Bane, out the Warhound. The Baneblade doesn't have twelve hold points, does it? Fellblade, not Baneblade. Fellblade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, said, you said Baneblade, so I just wanted to. 
I've, look, I, I haven't dry, had alcohol in like two and a half years. I've had one can of hipster beer this evening, and everything's going quicker to shit than it normally does. So Wasn't give it a go, Are you talking about my Bane Blade? You... No, I'm talking about my Fell Blade. Oh, the one that I you paid me with, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Yes, that one. Uh, I've got two Bane Blades sitting above me that need to be built, but that's another story. Um, however, yeah, yeah, so basically that, that hurt. Um, that that game was um, not as one sided. I was very disappointed though. It's first the second time all year I took quad mortars, and I managed to get the void shields down on the the warhound and fire all four quad mortar sets of shatter shells in. And I think I took two hull points off on sixteen rounds and uh, sixteen shots. I was just, I yeah, was not impressed. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, good good overall. The the traitors took the victory. Uh, on the day, uh, which is really nice to be part of, and um, some really good fun uh, awards and stuff went out. Jens, our lovely Jens from uh, Northern Heresy, got a got the um, best sportsman, you know, the best dude award, which is really awesome. Um, and uh, I think Linus um, Linkmart's got uh, sort of like best. Uh, like murder or butcher award or something like that for his warlord who just basically ruffle stomped anything and everything that got in his way um, at that event. So they, they were a lot of fun. Um, and uh, Phil, but, but but you know what everyone is thinking right now? What, what? did Nicholas get? Nicholas, um, I'm not sure. I, I believe he picked up an award. I can't remember what it was for, if he did. But, not, but then... He didn't lose. He didn't come last. He yeah, did, however. Uh, really beg his question. Was it his award? No, it wasn't his one? award. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what he did get, he got a victory over Linus's World Eaters. Well, wait, he actually won? Yeah. He, he won, and he beat Linus's World Eaters. Well, he, so that's two games he's won this year, then. Yeah, literally, I think. Um, so he's he's like on on a really good roll from 2016. So he's doing good. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, it was it was a good fun good fun event, and um, yeah, lots of fun. And I'm sure the guys will be doing some great stuff next year with their Varii series. Um, so that was that. But the big part of the hobby for me in the run-up was actually getting stuff painted for that event. So what did I get done? Uh, Fellblade. Uh, Trade Drop Pod, Zyphon, um, Inter- Zyphon Interceptor, 10 veterans with power weapons and 8 um, support marines with um, Volkite, uh, Volkite guns. Uh, Lacey Heresy. Uh, you know, not all, I, I actually ran tactical squads in this one. I actually ran, ran two dirt cheap basic tactical squads. So, so you know, filler I, units then. Basically, yes. <laughs> for, your vet- for your veterans. My one veteran unit. That's all. No Terminators, you know, nothing too special. Oh, all right, I was running a, um, what was it, a Fellblade, two uh, Medusas, uh, Spartan, and four Quad Mortars. So it wasn't like I was light on shooting. So I wasn't doing a complete disservice to the Iron Warriors. But, um, mm-hmm. no, I did I had a lot of painting to get done, plus uh, plus finishing up a couple of commissions as well uh, for painting chap and the commission business. So um, getting that done, getting a lot of stuff built and sent off for people. So that was good. Um, so yeah, that was pretty pretty crazy. A um, few weeks sort of going around there. Um, 
And that's pretty much what I've been doing in the hobby, I think. Um, just prepping some stuff for uh, for what I've got to do next year. And again, more commissions getting uh, put up in the pipeline. And uh, I, I do believe, I'm very, very well aware that I have a large number of Titans coming my way very soon um, to be getting painted up. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah. So that's pretty much been my hobby in a nutshell, cramming as much stuff in as possible before an event. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, yeah. I don't, but you got anything else you want to add to the, what they've been doing hobby-wise? Or I think we're good to move on, really, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah? Because there is something we do need to talk well, about. Well, I did have a week of, since last recording, of basically playing Necromunda, the seat of Terror Board game. And painting Necromunda and stuff like that. But, oh, you you leave that till the end. You drop yeah. that. Oh, well, technically it's not Harris. Okay, yeah. Go on. Come on, Chris. Tell us. Well, what we did play, play the Seat of Ter- Seat of Terror board game. That is is pretty much heresy as it is. Because that is uh... that is what it's all about. So how how was, was it? What I want to know how Necromunda is. I haven't played it yeah, yet. I just version. wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to know what Freddy was asking. Oh, oh okay. uh, I wanted to know if it's the. The new Siege of yeah, Terror board game? Yeah, the re-release one. Okay, so not the Blip game. Not the really old one, the one that was released like, was it like ten, eight years ago? 80. Yeah, so not the 80s one. No, but this one is With actually quite good counters as well. and shit. There's a lot of stuff in this one as well. I, I, I was quite uh, interesting to actually play the game itself, because I usually use the Thunderhawks in this game for Battlefield Gothic. Okay, because they're basically the same size as a as an escort ship. Oh, okay. So you just cross purpose them. That's pretty yeah. cool. If it works, well, I I think that the board game is really beautiful. Well, I have both of them, but I, I really like the the one like with the kind of three D sort of tiles and shit. Like when yeah, you build you get, the fortresses uh, and shit. You get uh, all of the, well, Imperial Palace and all of the cities and starports. Yeah. Are, yeah. Like you get, you get, you've got a play. If I remember, if memory serves, you get like a play mat with them as well. Is that right? You get the large board. Large board, right? That's what. I'm, that's and what then I'm you saying, get yeah. the separate board for the vengeful spirit. Ooh, yeah. very nice. And a load, loads of titans and uh, infantry and customs and stuff like that. And, and then in the beginning, you have to see which stays loyal and not mm. <laughs> with the corruption points. Oh, sounds interesting. Well, I've never. I've never actually played the game or actually seen it out on the tabletop, so that's that's pretty awesome, actually. I might have a look on, uh, see if I can find anything on YouTube to have a look at or something like that, just to mm-hmm. sort of have a look at what it's like. It's pretty awesome. Also, Necromunda was really nice. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I managed to massacre the Escher gang with shooting from my Goliath in one one of the games. What did they use? <laughs> a nuke or? <laughs> stop guns. Stop cannons. My word. Which are basically the large, looks like uh, revolvers. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I never remember them being any good at doing shooting. They're not. It's okay. just, uh, my friend, he really has uh, really bad luck with dice. I can sympathize. This <laughs> uh, is an anecdote. We did play, battle, we did play a game of Summertalis last year when... Where he basically decided that since the roll so bad, his uh, praetor was vented out into space from the space station. Ouch. <laughs> because the <it> rolls <laughs> so abysmal on all of the saves. 
It's like, when, yeah, we're having a change of leadership. What do you mean? Psh, bye. Yeah, yeah well, well, it was, well, it was one of the one of the scenarios that we have used on all our events as well. But when you have the land strikes, oh, they basically right, used, yeah, okay. used rolled so so badly that basically max damage on the land strikes and no saves. So it was oh well, the land strikes entered into space. Is it, if I remember rightly, Chris, is this the one where you had a, um, a, There's a battery portal? Doors? No, this th- th- that one no. was with Eric. Okay, got to remember which one it because, was. Because uh, for this battle, I actually killed the doors with melter bombs. Ah, nicely done. Nicely done. That's what they're there for. Well, it inspired the entire scan as one scenario where everyone got vented into space. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, with style, that's how we like to do these things. Please like to vent stuff into space. Well, yep. I, I, don't, I don't see it being a problem. I think it's very, very, uh, very much a good way of dealing with things. Basically, you know? environmental friendly. Yeah, just leave it out there, space debris for you know stuff to bump into. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> to sum it up, Necromonda was fu- was fun, but I need to play more to do a proper analysis of it because we did yeah. only play like five, six games. But you enjoyed at least. That's yeah, the enjoyed thing. it. We had fun. The missions work. It's not. That clunky. Did it work beer and pretzels level to start straight out of the box then? Yeah. Yeah. Even that even that given that even the box is part of the board of the board. Because the bottom of the box is basically a room for one of the for one or more of the encounters, like the end room or is the standard arena arena for the demo game. Ooh, tasty. And I painted up some of the Barricades and stuff, and put them on my Instagram, Project Nevendar. Yeah, looking really good, actually. Those are basically quite quite simple to do. Tabletop standard. There is a guide to how to get to that level as well on my blog. Nice. So. Very nice, man. Very cool. Well, I tell you what, new re- new releases. Talking about Necromunda, which is kind of a new release now. It's been out for a little while. We do need to um, do actually need to talk about the the newest of new releases. I'm, I'm going to do one first. Oh, right then. And that Go is on. a release that was only available on the 23rd. Of okay. Is this Lord of the Rings thing or something? No, it's Sly Marbo. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a limited release on the 23rd. The model is quite cool. but It is actually a very cool model. Sorry, but, I, I genuinely uh, thought you were going to drop something Lord of the Rings related then, mate. <laughs> I, I just want to add one last thing about Necromunda before I forget. But as I also bought the green, obviously. <laughs> uh, the one thing when you read the fluff, when they talk about the squats and the Eldar quarters, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> squats. <laughs> They're still alive. It's the old fluff. Have you read it? It's like the entire background. It's like, it's still the old fluff. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, they haven't, they have expanded it more than changed it. That's a good thing. Yeah, we hit on that one of me and Jody when we talked on the was it the event event one intro? I think so. Yeah, about the warlocks because they have expanded their fluff rather than changed it completely. Yeah, yeah, so oh, cool. But I was I was gone, so I don't I don't know these things. Remember? Yeah, that's Is why it... I brought it up. Right? So could... But still, squats. Yeah. Squats. Squats. It, it, that's also the level we're working on in this podcast. We don't really talk to each other, so if no one listens to the podcast, we don't really know what's uh, happened when we were being gone. Well, <laughs> I, I was fucking incommunicado for 
a few weeks. Excuses, so. excuses. You've been home for ages. Yeah, but still, at any chance I can give, like never forget, never forgive, Fuck. never surrender, never surrender. The Squat Home Worlds still live. Yeah, and they were never eaten by the Tyranids. No, that's no. just bullshit. Considering where they were located in the fucking galactic center. Also, Andy Hoare went on record to say, say, say that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. We love the yeah. squad. But uh, how it is. As I said, Slime Marvel cool mini would make uh, a perfect mini for a militia army or Necromunda army for that reason. Gang for that reason. Yeah, I think the Slime Marble model is... Uh, I personally think it's way better than the original Slime Marble model they did. And it's rather awesome. So that's just you know, personal yeah. preference. Maybe a hired gun for Necromunda. Mm. That would be very or, cool. Or usually, like back in the day, it was very common to see Kadashan, Kadashan jungle fighters as Orlocks as well. Yeah. I, I actually... I think my first... My first gang was the, the original box set, then bulked out with Katachan fighters, if memory serves. Uh, so it's pretty awesome. They were they were always a solid model to put in there. Just shame they never did anything that could bulk out the Deluxe like that, because um, that would have been nice. But that's mm-hmm. just me. But anyway, it's sad that he was a limited one, but he will be released somewhere during 2017 properly. But uh, or 2018. You, uh, 2018. Yeah, that's true. Years, yeah. you know. It's still 2017, so we can always hope and dream. We're, old, we're, we're getting old. The years just blend into yeah, one. The, well, it would be really nice to have him as a limited on uh, December 23rd, and then just general release on like the 27th to 28th. That would be helpful. So you know, they get everybody can feel special for five days, and then we all get, you know, back. Everybody gets to be brought back to the same level out of their safe spaces. It would be good. Yep. 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 <laughs> So, as Any, I was trying anyway. to get somewhere... Yeah, there's also on. a great paint set that's been released, I think. It's still great, still great because we haven't really tried yet. But if you're mm. painting Alpha Legions, Greenstock Worlds has released us two sets of uh, color-shifting paints. Yes. Is this the one that Eric got? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what I'm definitely going to be investing in very soon because they look awesome. Mm. Yeah, I'm tempted to. Should have a look. There's, uh, there's, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it's uh, Giancarlo over the Perils of the Wallet has done um, a couple of shots of the at least one of the boxes uh, sort of test shots on different models so you can see them all lined up. And the one that you're mentioning about the Alpha Legion that's good for the Alpha Legion looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And there are two different We, we should boxes. do a fucking uh, paint review episode. We should do. We will get on that sometime in 2018. I make no promises because apparently I fail at these things, so I refuse to make promises. They also released the translucent energy swords in different colors. If you just want to skip painting them and just replace the blade with translucent plastic, that's pretty cool. Sort of like the old Necron plastic kit. Yeah, basically. But, uh, updated and frosted, so they don't. They're not totally. They're not. Totally see-through. A bit opaque. They're not the same plastic as the fucking uh, templates they released at the same time. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think, I think we're all good on that one. Um, so, paints mentioned, Necromunda talked about, cool stuff talked about. How, how about something that's going to really show up at the, in pretty much every podcast and every Facebook group for the God knows how long foreseeable future? And that is the Horace Heresy Age of Darkness rulebook dropped on 
Christmas Day. Which is probably which is, which is really insensitive to those that do not celebrate Christmas on the 25th. Really? That's where you're going to start off? That's <laughs> no. where you're going to bring the bitching in for? No. Really? Well, like, we can also do this. There's no way I'm paying that much for an EPUB. Oh, that's very fair. I totally agree with that. This is not course literature for school. This is a regular book that I actually want, so I'm not, not paying that much because I don't have... Because well, at time of recording, there hasn't been a... Um, an interactive version dropped yet. It is a standard uh, EPUB, which is a glorified text document. Yeah. So uh, I know Chris and myself are both hoping for um, an interactive version to be dropped soon because uh, I much prefer having the books on my iPad. Uh, do love having books, but I think the black books are much more um, enjoyable to have in person as such. Um, that said, I'm still getting a hard copy. So. <laughs> I'm not as rich as you. I'm going to have to get just one. Or I'm yeah, going to get I, I need it. It needs to, if nothing else, stand next to the other ones I got on my shelf. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, rub it in, why don't you? But I just uh, must say that uh, you basically charge as much for the EPUB as for the standard one in a print, a hard copy in print. It's that's, that's, for me, that's not really doable. Yeah, I don't think, that's you know, right. because maybe um, you know but don't don't push it it's just 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 a price point thing more than say, even course literature is cheaper in electronic format than hard copies uh-huh. but it is an education when you read the rule book you know it's kind of an important thing so you know yeah, that's but then, then it should still be cheaper than the hard copy if it's electronic one yeah, well, sort of <coughs> production cost doesn't even come close to it so yeah yeah exactly so but it's out it's dropped. We're all getting our copies of it. Yeah. We're all looking f- forward to it, and we're obviously going to talk about it after yes. everyone's gotten it, and we can sit down and... And I'm, I'm pretty sure to say that we'll be, we'll be using it, uh, because it is the official rule set for our event series and everything. No, we're, we're going to make up everything ourselves. We do that anyway. Shh. Just, you know, we do that on the flight. That's half the fun of doing it, Chris. Right, anyway, expect an updated version of the Rangin Heresy FAQ once we've disseminated the entire fucking rule book. Yeah. I, I think regardless of the rules or not, uh, we still need to have a look at uh, Talents of the Emperor, Thousand Sons, and so forth. Yeah. Also, we have actually gotten some messages about the FAQ as well through the podcast page, so we're going to look th- through all of those and have them checked to the yeah. FAQ and change the FAQ a bit because there's some stuff that has been changed since the original document that it's based on was written. Yeah, but like like the emails I've answered, it's, it's like, well, you, you just use what you like from it and then we're going to update it once we've seen the rules. And that's basically my st- stock standard answer to everyone. Right? Well, I know, but we don't want to work on it until we have seen the new rulebook. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what we're we're all very very excited for. I'm I'm very happy they dropped it. Um, on, it's kind of weird that they dropped it on Christmas Day, but it was kind of nice that they did do it because it's technically the first Monday, um, you know, or the last Monday before before the end of the year. And they did promise it before the end of the year, so that was rather nice. Um, but um, yeah, I I mean, not to be not to be too complainy and all that sort of stuff, but. Selling out, I, I, I don't know why they sold out and then restocked, why they didn't just well, have all the stock available, but uh, that's just me. According to Fort World, the system actually crashed. Oh, even better. Well, that's good news, because somebody said, seven, somebody said Seventh was dead and Heresy had nowhere to go, so oops. Yeah, um, it's, 
apparently sold good so good enough the first minutes it was up that it crashed the system. Yeah, pretty. Can't remember that happening for a while, but no, you but, know, uh, the game system is dead. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, the the thing is, like the, the I think they even mentioned like the homepage crashed crashed quicker than when they tried to do the weekender tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so there uh, might just be some interest. Just saying. Also, if you order now, you get the free summary sheets with the hard copy if you want them, which is fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. That is actually pretty cool. Well, it's uh, always nice to have the quick reference sheet because having to leave through really the book is, uh, can be annoying in the middle of a battle. Well, uh, well, the one I got from Conquest was fucking gold, so... Yeah. But it's here. It's finally arrived. Heresy 1.0 is here. Uh, the rulebook, it, it lives, and it's um, it's got a beautiful dedication in the front of it as well yeah. uh, to uh, Alan... Ev- Everyone is fucking excited as well. Oh yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm so happy it's happened. It's here. It's gonna have. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great to see it played out. It also have a really nice map of the domains of the glorious emperor of humanity. Mm-hmm. Circa eight nine two oh five M thirty one. So really, yeah, more more fluff, more you know, more fun stuff to be enjoying. Oh, it's just gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so, so good to get hands on it. Uh, I genuinely can't wait to get to get my copy of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I may actually read it as well, rather than just look at the pictures, which would be you know kind of useful. And uh, it has already procured uh, a kind of uh, nice nickname. Yeah, it really has. The Blyball. I think yeah. that's extremely fitting. I mean, it, awesome. there is there is a beautiful, like I said, there is a beautiful dedication to him in the front of the book. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it's fair fair to say that it is. It is a great combination of his work, and the, the blowable will stand. And uh, I think very much referred to as that on this podcast, if nothing else. Um, so we will talk about the blowable when we all have our copies in our hands and are able to go through it in detail. I do, however, want to point out that there have been some fixes that have already been pointed out, such as uh, the whole uh, drop pod um, instant lose theory has now been quashed. doesn't happen. You know, that's that's so. You know, nobody needs to to neck beard over that. It's all been fixed now. Yeah, you know, uh, to be fair, how it was worded before, it was actually a correct correct interpretation. It's yeah, no, it's just it's the fact they bad. fixed it, which is important. Uh, which is the most important thing. They fixed it, so nobody has to worry about that anymore. You don't have to have that argument anymore, so everybody can chill and realize that common sense has actually been written down properly this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be so much to go over with that. I'm really looking forward to sort of digging into it and uh, seeing where we we end up on that rabbit hole. Um, I, I do. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thoroughly looking forward to uh, uh, Brian Kimmel's complete and utter dissemination of the book. Um, I do believe that he's got he's got the EPUB already, and I'm pretty sure he's already connected a USB jack in and is uh, downloading it inside his little matrix brain right now to uh, to deal with it. So we shall see what happens. But um, is there anything else that we want to talk about that's out, that's new, that's news in the hobby? Anything along those lines before we sort of head on out to actually start talking about the glorious Death Guard? Well, we could mention that there's been quite a few heresy shorts during the, what's it called, the advent calendar. 
Oh. I can't really recommend any of them because I haven't listened to them. But if you want to, or read them, for that reason, if you want to, they're still up for ordering, I reckon. Uh, are they still up on the Black Library site? Yeah. Nice. And uh, now that they're all released, I think you can buy them separately. So I do believe... Subscribe. Is, isn't there a Malkadol one out that's uh, caused a bit of... Um, Interest? Uh, no, no, from the Primark series. Oh, okay. But it uh, it was a tribute to Alan Bly. So. Ah, uh, okay, beautiful. Well, I'm sure it is absolutely awesome then. Uh, but if that being the case, gentlemen, I can't think of much else that we need to cover right this very second. Um, so I'm going to head on a, head us out onto our main topic, uh, which, as I've already mentioned before, is uh, our. Legion or, you know, faction army review episode. Uh, it's the Death Guard, the glorious Death Guard, and that is with uh, Frederick and Pear, who are talking with uh, Chris and Freddie, uh, all about the Death Guard. And you know, you know what to expect from these this usual sort of craziness that we that ensues with all of this. So I think without further ado, we're going to head on out to a quick musical break. I am, I apologise now for whatever that song may be. Um, I have no pro- idea. Probably a crap song by Pantera. Crap song by Pantera. Okay, yep. I've, no, I've no, heard no. rumors. I've heard rumors Spice of Spice Girls. Girls. Oh Spice god, Girls. it wasn't a rumor. It was legit. Oh that, shit! That, that, the, the, we're actually going to go with the guest's wish this time, not go with Spice Girls. Okay, brilliant. Right. Well, it may be it may be a crappy Pantera tune, according to Chris, or it could be something else. Whatever you're about to listen, enjoy, and we'll be right back with our main topic, where we talk all things Death Guard. We'll be right back. 
and welcome back. And now we're off to our main segment, which is going to be an Death Guard extravaganza of phosphex grenades, virus bombs, and uh, I don't know, some sort of dry humping of deteriorating weeds in Moloch or something like that. And we have two special guests with us. The first one is Pele. Say hi, Pele. Hello, everyone. Oh, you weren't going to do the whole hi, Pele, you know, because I said hi, Pele. Okay, you tried to be funny. Yeah, no, I thought you were going to try and be funny. I'm not funny, guy. Obvi- obvi- I'm death yeah, guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> setting this tone already. We have to be sort of like silent and kind of, you know, bitter and shit. Jesus Christ, my family is laughing. Something is seriously wrong. I can hear them in the background. Anyway, we all and, can. well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and besides Pelle, we have a person that has a beautiful name, uh, almost a beautiful face, and his name is Frederick. Hello, Freddie. Hello, everyone. How are we today? Uh, it's pretty good, actually. A little bit uh, tired of the working. Uh, I'm on holidays now, so I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, ho- holidays, so there's no uh, such things. Uh, the, the, well, <laughs> it's actually enforced by the boss. He said... You, you have to stop this bullshit about taking leave and then coming to work. Because apparently there's some sort of new policy. You're not allowed to do that. Do you to do so that Emperor Children have vacation, <laughs> Death Guard doesn't. Yeah. So did you do that last year and just went, came back to a pile of work when you got back because you didn't have time to do it? Yeah, I know. So it sucks. I'm a trench but... crawl, crawler in Lunds Kommune in Skåne. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like... It's setting the tone for the bitterness. Like, I'm a county worker in Lund. <laughs> I have seen it all. Yeah. I have no idea. So, all right, cool. So, <laughs> anyway, so this is going to be another Army special episode. And uh, as you already figured with some of the, well, probably the title on the fucking podcast when you clicked it, it's, all, it's going to be all about Death Guard, the glorious white and green legion. And, uh, I don't know, the weird, smelly guys. And uh, the, the person I always imagine has the same sort of voice as Darth Vader when he talks. Because every time I hear an audio drama, he has like... <coughs> he has some weird fucking voice problem. Asthma, constantly. To be fair, that, that was me like two days ago when my when it was the worst. So yeah, you're a mortarium. You, uh, no, yeah. just, just a voice actor of mortarium in case. Uh, you mean well, the red... He doesn't have unlimited phosphate bombs, so it doesn't count. Okay. Ooh. And he doesn't have a lantern. You can't walk Actually, through Actually, I do have a lantern. Yeah. A literal okay. lantern. Yeah. But high, high, high AP lantern. It depends on how hard I hit you in the head with it. Who's laughing? It's my family. They're not laughing. Death Guard episode. You can't yeah. laugh. I know, but the, the thing is, I'm in the laundry drinking alcohol. As soon as I leave the family, apparently they go from being like morbid, depressed to enjoying life and shit. I don't know. Get the hint. Uh, <laughs> so well, they, they they asked me last time, like, when are you going back to Africa, Freddie? <laughs> That's laundry. Let's have fun. <laughs> yeah. So should we? Uh, anyway, so someone introduce Remember, themselves? kids. The only time Dad's in the laundry. Remember that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> try and focus here. So Death Guard. So guys, 
And let's start let's with the introductions. By, yeah, exactly. So let's start with because Fred Freddie has talked. He can keep on talking. Yeah. And I'll I'll compose myself. So Freddie, tell us about yourself. How did you end up in the hobby and what's your background and why Death Guard? My background is a, around like well twenty years ago playing stuff. Went to playing a little bit of 40k, but went out of that sector uh, a year, one, one, one year ago, and focused only on, tried to focus up on Horus Heresy, just for the rule-wise rule and the flop-wise, mostly. And rolling around, checking the legions, and the first thing I checked, actually, was, hmm, uh, we have uh, those guys, there are those colors, and... Some of the colors, I was new to the Horse Heresy then, and the uh, paint jobs on the models were different from the 40k ones. So I'm just strolling around, checking what's cool. And I like, oh, cool, Death Guard, they look hefty. Yeah. And I, and I like the, the dirt, little dirty theme, little trench crawling stuff about them. And uh, not that many players of Death Guard. So, picked up yeah. little things, got in contact, get, got a really good new friend, Jody, and uh, hit it from there. You don't, you don't have to be like that. He's not on the podcast currently. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Like, he's, 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 he's unlike me actually looking after his family. So. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that sounds like a great reason to get into a Legion, because they looked cool. Yeah, I, and I liked the... The, the backstory, the fluff, the uh, the whole theme uh, got me more than I'm, I looked at the rules later on and uh, sh- checked out the different models and background and uh, stuff. And yeah, well, from there. So you you liked them before you realized red red grenades was a thing. Yeah, actually. You're lying. <laughs> You're lying, son of a... Nah, that's pretty cool. So, so, so it was just like the, the dirty, greedy look that drew you to them? Like, uh, yeah. or, uh, and the combination with the green and the, a little, and the a little, white? Yeah, a little oh. bit. Um, my first thought was like tramp crawling uh, World War I. Oh, yeah. Like dirty trenches... Uh, Wooden wooden blocks and stuff and real dirty oily. I like that, that part. So, which like uh, one thing that I like about the Death Guard compared to like the other tren- trench fighting legions like Imperial Fist or the Iron Iron Warriors and whatnot is that like the paint scheme really lends lends it to dirty shit up because yeah. It's, yeah. It just makes it so much more striking, I reckon. Yeah, a little bit more forgiving when painting, too. (laughs) (laughs) You can just have, like, a a burrito full of chilies and then just, you know, go to town. Yeah, reachers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So, Mr. Mr. Pelham. Yes. How about you? Well, this is ironic because I kind of know your background, but... Yeah, you know, to... if I'm lying now. Yeah, I know if you're lying. I'm going to call you up. So, tell us about your hobby. And, tell... and don't forget to mention that, you know, you played Goliaths in Necromunda. 
back in yeah, the Yeah, you claim, but I have no memories of it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I've been wargaming for many years with Freddy. Since, I don't know, 30 years. So that's why I don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent too much time with Freddy. <laughs> playing 40k, Flames of War, all kind of war game, war mm. game systems. Uh, about a couple of years ago, Freddy called and said, we're going to play Heresy. <laughs> are we? Yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, some discussions and back and forth. And I decided to go up with Death Guard. Basically, because of modeling reasons, more than fluff. But the fluff are cool. But there's more than modeling, the dirt, battle damage, everything. Just make them look pretty fucking cool, really. Yeah. I, I think uh, the, the one thing I noticed talking to people that done like Death Guards or any of those really gritty legions like World Eaters and shit, the, the reason why they picked them when they came out straight out of 40k was that it, it was such a contrast to 40k because 40k, regardless if you play Death Guards or if you play, you know, whatever, uh, you, you, you still have very clean colors. But like the the thing that everyone got stuck with in in 30k when it dropped was it it was so like it, you had battle damage you had like yeah. blood stains you yeah, had pretty yeah. stuff and it wasn't like over the top sort of like chaos marauders or anything but it it was still like it was different it was sort sort of like military modeling like the good old days when we used to build uh, those one and thirty five kits yeah that, that that's true you know because it's it's look actually real. It's not too clean. It's not 40k. It's it's dirty. It's damaged. Yeah. You can s- smell it. Literally. Oh, m- almost. Maybe, 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 with, maybe with your <laughs> models, Pelle. But <laughs> you can almost smell it. Pelle goes for 100% authenticity with his modeling skills. <laughs> yes. That's why I never win anything. <laughs> and that's why suddenly, like, all your opponents, five years later, develop some sort of leukemia or cancer or some shit. <laughs> Don't blame on me. So, so, so it would be more like several months instead of years, because then it would make sense all of a sudden why I'm sick now? Yeah, yeah probably. probably. <laughs> it's, it's, Incubation it's... time. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can c- come up with a, our own world eater virus if we want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, no, that's pretty cool. But I, I think, uh, I think, but besides that, you, you guys said that, well, you wanted to do Death Guard A because they looked cool, B because it was kind of like an easy paint scheme. Uh, I wouldn't and then say said, it would be easy because white is pretty hard. But more, I can, I can like, do the paint scheme and then go on on like how dirty do I want them? Which kind of dirt do I want? I don't have to have that clean. Like if you take Imperial Fist, it's more like popping colors. It's more yeah. damp, and you can mix and elaborate with the uh, battle damage to get that satisf- satisfaction of that yeah. exactly trench crawler you want. Yeah. Well, my, my my first heresy leading was world leaders, and I noticed with the white, it's it's like it's really easy to get that trans- transition, 
because you you don't need that much dirt to make it look really dirty. So it's easy to do a transition. Yeah. While I can imagine people painting like yellow and stuff, it would be really hard to make that dirt blend in and make it look really nice. But it's a skill I would love to know how to do you like yellow and red and shit. Another good fun thing that I've seen with Death Guard is when in the if you put it as a Great Crusade force or if you put it as a heresy or late heresy force, how much you can, all the stuff you can mix into the look of the, of the Legion? Yeah. Because if it's late heresy, most of them might have fallen to being slaves to Nurgle, basically. Yeah, you can. I've actually been thinking about that, doing some units with uh, more green in it. Mm-hmm. Some like uh, green base working up to white. Green and slime. No slime. Green. Actually, white. actually, that would look like really cool to make like destroyers pop. Yeah, Just that, maybe because they, they've no. been sniffing their own shit for so long that, mm-hmm. that for some reason they their armor turns more green green than white, and it kind of it transitions the other way. Yeah. yeah. During, during battle for Terra, some Lydian were basically plague marines. Anyway, so if you want to go really extreme, you could if you put it as, as a late terrorist yeah. force. So the hobby, the hobby span is quite wide, quite long. Long from just having, yeah, I want these that looks like they'll be fighting in trenches. So I want them to be dirty up to. Yeah. These yeah. these are chaos fuckers basically. Yeah. But, but, but chaos marine without yeah. horns. Yeah, but please use the original Forge World Death Guard conversion yeah. kits if you do a Terra Marine. Don't do the one that has everyone has the same smiley gimpy face with weird fucking <laughs> tentacle porn across their stomach. Thing. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> no that, that, that's really the thin line when like talk, talking about those uh, different overgoings. People like, oh, I can use 40k marines then. No. <laughs> no, no, but you, you never can. I have seen... No, you never can, but people think that because, oh, do, go, just do it. Go uh, do your own stuff. It's going to be cool. And then you have to have that thin red line to follow that use heresy models. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, because no. people can't freak out and yeah. they're coming with Mark V armor. Like, but they said I could do this. Can, um, you can technically yeah. have up Mark Seven depending on where your force is from. Yeah, but Mark Seven should be Blood Angels and Raven Guard and Imperial Fists. Yeah, and, but and still, uh, I have seen so many uh, threads about this, <laughs> and people like, oh no, I could use my models. Woohoo! I know that. Uh, but the bottom line is, does it look good to use those kind of yeah. kits? It doesn't. Yeah. You should have uh, heresy yeah. kits only. I know that. Uh, the guy that does uh, the Andrews of Connor Facebook page and Instagram, he has used. Uh, he's doing a Death Guard Legion force, and he has used some bits from the new 40k Death Guard kits just to enhance the look, not to take yeah. over. And that works. Okay. It works really well because then it's downplayed. It's not the main focus of the mini. Yeah, I think. I think the key, the key is uh, is. Just like I, I imagine in my my head, how the, the the sort of the gradual taint and corruption goes, like with, with the green color increasing. Yeah. I guess you could see see the same thing. Like you still have the the base. Let's say you have a yeah. Mark Three. The learning. base growth. Yeah, and then and then you work, you add on stuff with it instead of taking like a, a plague gear marine and then you add Mark Three stuff to it. It should be yeah. the opposite way around. Yeah. I think yeah. that could work. 
Yeah, it could work. Right. Less is more. Yeah. yeah Try to work with the color scheme instead. Add more greens in base. Yeah. To blend it, it in with white. Compared to like world eaters, where where they turn red instead because of the gore and blood and shit. The 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 thing is, I, like with Death Guard, they already have the end color. They start out white with a little bit of green, and then they end up like a lot of green. Going through emotions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so the thing is like almost like in the model, the way I imagine it is the more green you add on, like let's say you have the shoulder pad screen, and then you have the gauntlet screens, and then you have yeah. the knee pad screen, and then you have some leg guards. It's it's sort of in my head, it's sort of like the the taint or the corruption is spreading yeah. and the more parts becomes green and and the little light is left is like the little bit of sanity or whatever like normality left in, in the death guards yeah. and I and, think that's really cool and to build on that you could also maybe add some symbols and maybe add more corrosion damage instead of just dirt to, to represent them yeah. Yeah, more corrosions more subtle or like three dots in a triangle just on the shoulder yeah. pads something like that Having a yeah, because you can have like running around saying the emperor protects the boss. <laughs> yeah, <in the laughs> protects. Yeah. yeah, but you 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 see like the, the when you have corrosion damage, you you can do just like Pella said, like subtle like there's three dots of rust, mm-hmm. you know, sort of things. Like it, it's just yeah. it's those little things that really makes it really nice. Or. <laughs> And there are several good uh, weathering products out there. It's like uh, slime, slime-like slime product. Uh, like from AK Interactive, have uh, streaking grime, slime yes. grime. Oh, like making fuck. strings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can use that. Never thought about slime. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking streaking grime is awesome. I, I love the AK, like the oil. The corrosive, like the what's it like? Dirt. There's a dirt and grime. Uh, there's that uh, engine oil one that's a bit darker than just the oil one. Uh, the exhaust fumes or exhaust something as well. Yeah. I could check what, what you wanted. Which, what's it yeah. called? Uh, because it's behind me. But. Uh. <laughs> and, and another thing that you know, seeing as I'm, I've done that air, <laughs> that crazy airbrush course. The, the one thing that we did with the oil paints to get the, like the rust and you get some white spirits and do like the, the streaking yeah. of the rust stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like that, that, that's so perfect because you can get in around the bolts on the death guards yeah. and you just have that like, oh, it's like a, a, and if you're really lucky, you can flick it or you can actually put those three d- dots and then you add like a bit of white spirits on it and make the like, round, run, yeah. run it. Yeah, yeah. runny as well. Streaking crime. I use tons of it on my death card already, so it makes it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful. So anyway, so we kind of diverted straight into like getting all hard on for hobby in here. But yeah. you guys said that the, the first thing you, you picked, you, you picked your armies because uh, the aesthetic of them. Uh, yeah. You didn't really know much about the rules or, or the background besides, I guess, the normal background that you knew from 40k. But what about nowadays? Like, uh, has the has the background really started to kind of grab you? And is there like some good things that you really like about the background? Or it's it's still for me, it's still the the, the, the fluffiness of the uh, like. 
I still see the trench, the moments of the World War One I, I mentioned before. Yeah, I, I still like that and uh, the 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 gameplay of them. It's quite hard sometimes if you use that kind of right. We're coming into later when you uh, move like a snail. <laughs> uh, but still, the pre- performance and when you put them on the board in like the big blobs and big groups and with the heavy artillery and shit, it's the aesthetic of that I like too. Yeah. Like to give my opponent like cool, this is cool, this is death card, this is really fluffy in a difficult way. So the the giveaway to my opponent is one of the things I like too. Yeah, so you want to enhance his experience as yeah. well by playing yeah. very thematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I guess uh, your your favorite moment is like sort of storming the trenches at Moloch or from book Correct me if I'm wrong now, but isn't it the Black Book number four? When they do that massive assault against that uh, crazy uh, Iron Hands Dreadnought or Raving Guard Dreadnought or whatever? Do you know that pair? Because I'm not really close to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really tell conquest, either. Right? Oh. What? That is Conquest book four. Yeah, conquest. Like when they're doing the Port Moor thing and they do all that stuff. When when the Death Guard just goes around and just go crazy, they just fucking annihilates entire systems. Yeah, <laughs> like every other book. <laughs> like yeah. every like, but I mean, like they they don't even make them. You know, dark compliance. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> yeah, and they, that had its part in the dark compliance as well because that made. All the planets hear about it and uh, fall in line without a bullet fired. You see? Peacekeeping. Peacekeeping. Okay. But anyway, so that, that's... Uh, I'm trying to open up the, the, the fluff part here. So basically, if you guys would just tell us a bit about the background of the Death Guards and how... like, uh, And give us some of your own highlights, what you really like and shit. That would be awesome. And why should people, you know, why you like it, and then, then in the end, you're gonna sell, sell this to our listeners, and why they should get like a Death Guard army. It's pretty easy. If you like <laughs> heavy guns, lots of them, infantry heavy armies, spikes with uh, cool tanks, and uh, a lot of firepower, then it's the armor for you. <laughs> Yeah, if you like the mud, the splash, the battle damage, it's even better. If you like the extra heavy support slot troops. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought, but, I thought you were going to mention something about chem flamers, but that's, that's right. I guess yeah, we got good, to the, in the army. Yeah, list. well, he mentioned heavy support, like going go in, it's like swooshing in there. <laughs> the thing with the heavy flamers is that uh, you have an army that can't run. Or flat out, if you play the Reaping, which yep. you should do if you play the Death Guard. <laughs> and Heavy Flamer has a short range. Everyone should know that. Which means yeah. you have to put them in transport. And 50% of the game, your transport get stuck midfield. And end up with a unit that can't run with a range of like, how big is the uh, Flamer template? 
Uh, no, I think it's like uh, six, isn't it? Six or eight. Okay. It's an eight a unit which, you can, which can shoot eight inch. Yeah. You can't run. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. But it's they're beautiful if you. Yeah, you roll up. You, you roll up with a Proteus or some Rhinos, and like they're target number one. Like pop them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you make it, they're beautiful, right, Freddy? I've yeah, that's right. a few times. Yeah, I know. Fucking hell, madness. But anyway, stop talking about gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get background here, you, you mongrels. <laughs> Seriously, for me, it's the um, infantry infantry based armies. Really, I like the infantry. Okay, I run a lot of tanks. I don't admit it, but. Um, table full of infantry shooting killing that I like the view yeah. that's the point for me well I, I think the, the difference we're going to talk about that later on in the game in the fucking unit choices and shit but I think that the one thing that is different when you get uh, death guards compared to other heresy armies is that the, the tanks or the armor that you have Tends to be more about transporting, like transporting your your nice juicy infantry units across the board, and it, it, it's not like like a sole focus of having like anti like predators and and so so forth because you you really need that mobility. But we're yeah. going to talk about that when we go to the rise of war. Now, <laughs> now I want to hear I want to hear about the dusk raiders, and I want to hear about the background, and I want to hear about like book one betrayal. I want to hear some sexy stuff about death guards. I want to hear like I don't know some cool like what what is your best Death Guard story that you have read or listened to these days because people don't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do read. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I don't read really. I live. Fucking millennials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, best background story. That's a hard one. I, I, I listened to uh, was a while ago. I listened to Mortarium. Uh, I was interested how he was like raised planet and uh, how he uh, got his uh, sight and uh, all that. And that was quite interesting, actually, because I haven't read up so much about him before and uh, how he like crawled to his death and got that helping hand up and uh, yeah the whole story now I can't really re- actually remember much of it <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah you've been sniffing too much of your right Nate so yeah. you're talking about the, the Primark book uh, Mortarian uh, is it out the Primark book Mortarian I'm looking at Chris because mm, I not only as got a pri- not as a standard Primark book yeah, because I thought that like I only care about the Tunisian, but I I would as I, I don't remember the, the um, fucking Mortarian book dropping, but I know from the oh. Black Book his background with his fucking retarded crazy demon father whatever he was, yeah. and then living on top of the mountain which was too toxic for him, you know, and then obviously good old dad. Came up and like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. You're you, you're just too weak. I'll go up and slay him for you because I'm yeah. I want to be a nice guy. But 
he didn't understand that it was so important for him to try to try and kill him or die trying. But you know, as the emperor doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> well, he didn't, it, have it, he didn't have time to wait for him to do it himself, basically. Well, he had a galaxy to conquer. You know, get with the program, fucking Morty. Well, he could have just done like he did with Tangron and just teleported him. That's true. Yeah, that ended well, right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing went wrong there. <laughs> Super dad. Anyway. Uh, should I say that? I just throw up my own kid out of the laundry. <laughs> but, but uh, okay. So I'll tell you one of my favorite parts of Matarian in the fluff. And I reckon it's actually not from a Death Guard specific book. It's from a book that has to do with White Scars. And I think it's the discussion that he has with the Khan at um, Prospero. Prospero. Yes. It's that one. And, and before, you needed, before you read that one, you needed the little short story about the Death Guards coming to that fucking planet and for some reason just grabbing someone that is actually a, a person that is a possessed demon. It's like a short story out of, um, what's it called? Uh, the Shadow Shadow Wars. It's like a compilation mm-hmm. of stories. Am I right here? It's called the Shadow Wars or something? Shadows of Treachery? Oh, shadow, oh yeah. Something like that. But it's like a short story and it's about Materian and then he goes around... And then he's learning witchcraft to to like banish this. Uh, I think it's like a. It ends up being a horror. It seems like some sort of Zintian demon, and so like you're already being claimed by another, and you're you're stronger than you believe. And then, and then after that reading, when he conf- confronts the Khan and like how how he's he's really desperate to get rid of all the all the psychers and all that stuff. Like, he hates psychers. Yeah. He hates everything have to do with the warp. And it's, it's like the, the tragedy of the story and how he becomes his own undoing by his own hatred. And he becomes his own worst, you know, worst enemy, so, so to speak. And I, I, I like that. And I also like the little short snippets you get, like, in A Thousand Sons when he's he has his really brotherly love moments with Magnus. <laughs> And, and like the little bit bit of snippets, like how far the death shrouds are in 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 steps and shit, and it all comes back to Nurgle's number, and you know, just yeah. But my my fav- favorite moment, uh, just all around, like I'm not gonna go to basic normal ones, like more luck and shit. It, it's just yeah, it's just when he he talks to the Khan, because I think that's that's one of the few moments when you see actually. Mortarian do like a proper conversation because normally he's yeah, just grumpy. Yeah, normally he's just grumpy or silent or like this. It's that little short story that that was all we had before that, really. You know, and the few things we saw in the early books, but that is actually you can see that he sort of he he sort of had a couple of mates, but you know yeah. he, he he fucked it all up. <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> like everyone else. No, not Fulgrim. Everyone else did. <laughs> so anyway, but, tell, her, tell yes. me now. Tell me now. What about you? What about me? My favorite fluff story for the Death Guard. Uh, I think 
the, I read this. This is the old second edition, actually. Ooh. Talking 40K. And the background material. Are we talking about that fucking mega codex bright one with like a a baton on the front thingy cover with like this yellow backdrop shit? Yes, I think so. I have that one. one <laughs> Me of the, too. One, one of the best fucking chaos codexes ever. Hashtag ever. Bring back. Uh, no, no, not the codex. The the actual rule book. Uh, the background. Oh, you, oh, you're talking about that one. Uh, the fucking uh, isn't it with the old? No, oh, that's a rule book. Uh, the war the gear wild... book is yellow with a blood yeah. angel. The main rule book was like the same as Rogue Trader. Yes. And, and the fucking the other one was that with the blood angel captain on front. With the power fist, the same on the box. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I don't remember. I think so. But anyway, uh, it, it's not about Mutarion, It's about Typhon. And he uh, is on his way. What I recall was a long time ago. I read it. He's on, the, you know, on his way to Terra in the warp, and he f- gets some kind of delusion and kills all his navigators. Yeah, as you do yeah. when you're in the warp, and uh, all the ships are totally infested with demons, and has no other choice than to sell his soul to Nurgle. Wasn't that in the same part when he got the tummy ache? When he started to get the mark on the tummy on his belly? I don't recall that detail, but probably you're probably yeah. right. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, he had an uh, he had it, but he he wouldn't say it. He wouldn't speak out. He kept it to himself. Yeah, that's probably true. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's in the same story. I really like that story. It's because just the idea to kill your navigators in the warp and try to get away with it. The hybrids. Yeah. (laughs) And you have no other choice than to actually do... He was still a traitor. It was after the heresy, of course. But now he's totally totally lost. In Terminus S. Is the ship called, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's my favorite Death Guard story. And they did a lovely little name change after that as well. Yeah. When it became host of the Destroyer Hive. Curious. (laughs) Seriously, that's my absolute favorite Death Guard story. I guess you can say there were Plague Marines after that. At least part of the army that's hanged with Typhon. Uh, corrupted by association It's the best yes. way It's the only way, really Yeah, yeah. I just followed orders, I killed navigators Because my voices in my head told me to Yeah, yeah. not Motarion <laughs> no, 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 Well, Motarion hated that shit Yeah Oh god Oh well, such is life in the Death Guard Legion So, yeah. what about you Chris? What's your favorite thing? Well, not much with this Legion, actually. Uh, Come on. on. Where's the... Come on, we we picked all you like already. Come on now. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I... The thing I want isn't currently in the current fluff. That, That my favorite piece of fluff has probably not been written yet, but hinted at. 
go on. And that's uh, from the end from the end of Angels of Caliban, and that's book thirty-eight. So I don't really feel like I'm spoiling it anymore because that was ages ago. And that is, there was a darkness under the, under the eyes, and a few more creases that Typhon remembered, but recognizes recognized the face immediately. Welcome back to Saramund, old friend," said Luther. So that's the my favorite piece of uh, current and future lore of the Death Guard when they meet mm. the Dark Angels again. Ah, so and uh, that, 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 that's also when Typhon is technically banished from the Legion because they have been fleeing and bit uh, deceased all of them. Yeah. So you're telling me the Dark Angels are actually traitors? Well, that depends on if you consider Luther to be a loyalist or traitor. <laughs> well, is it, is it, isn't Luther the loyalist? And uh-huh. I, I don't even think uh, G-Dubs know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. We should, we should ask Magnus. He would know, wouldn't he? Yeah. Isn't he biased as fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> No, but, uh, then, then... Just, be, just because, just because, thank you. Now my son speaks English to me for some reason. All right. Anyway, weird six-year-olds. Uh, no, well, we're not talking about Magnus the Red here. We're talking about Magnus Magnus. Yeah. The, the, the Both fucking... are probably biased. So. Yeah. Well, you know, Magnus did nothing wrong. <laughs> Well, that's actually quite true. He did nothing wrong. He did exactly what the Emperor told him he would do. Told him he would do. Yeah. Just read Magnus yeah. and you understand. I know. Or Magnus. Or Magnus. Yeah. One of these days. Anyway. Anyway. How about uh, talking a bit about uh, the special units from the Death Guard? Yeah. Hmm? Or you can go through, uh, actually... Let's start with, uh, we've done some fluff, we've done some background. Let's start about the, the fucking, the ball and chains of it all, the Legion special rules and what's oh, going on with the, with actual Legion and yeah. And you know, what's so fucking special about, uh, Death Guards? Like what, what, what are their Legion rules and what's so special about them and what are their specific warlord traits? I mean, not warlord traits, um, Right of Wars. Right of Wars. Right of Wars. Right, where, where do we start? Yeah. Legion start special rule. Yeah. Well, you can start there. Seems fair. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Immune to fear. I'm passing pinning test. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not game changing, but it is good. Yeah, you have the dangerous terrain tests, rerolls, and if somebody using poison or flesh ban, which is which is kind of rare. Oh, don't don't say that. Fucking my Malkador Infernus. Yeah, hates this stupid rule. Yeah, some mechanic and builds hate it as well. Yeah, but you have you have the four plus there. That's yeah. the... and then you have the needle pistols on the Sisters of Silence. So that's. Pretty much it. <laughs> well, you have need- needle pistols on almost like the solar auxilia, medicares, and shit. Yeah, that's true. But on, on base units, I mean, or not well, specialist units, but more common than med- medicase. 
But, yeah, I've been trying to fucking barbecue Death Guards with my Infernus. And it's yeah. driven me nuts. Especially when they're stupid Grave Wardens. But we're going to talk about them later. <laughs> anyway, go on, go on. Uh, sweeping advances with a minus one. That's bad. Yeah. But it fits the playstyle of the Legion, yeah. doesn't it? It's a slow Legion, so... I guess it's fluffy, so it's fine. <laughs> it, will, it will all become clear when we mention the right of wars in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess the the upside to this is if you actually win and have a sweep in advance, then you know <laughs> it's not that bad. It will be worse if you had like minus one to losing. Yeah, that's. Or if you worse. don't kill more enemies of the un- more units of the enemies, and then your then you self has on the board at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. right. They have some uh, nice uh, special uh, equipment as well, don't they? Yeah. We talked about the uh, flamers. Shamut. Yeah, the uh, chem flamers. With uh, gives you shred and gets hot. And this, this is, is an, trade upgrade, off. an upgrade for flamers, hand flamers, heavy flamers, combi flamers, or flamestorm cannons. Yes, and hand flamers. Yeah. And any kind of flamers. And in so mortalis, this is fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> the flamestorm cannon is quite good in so mortalis as it is. Yeah, I know, but and then with shred. <laughs> and, and then it has shred. Yeah. And then if you already have shred in so mortalis, oh my fucking god. Yeah, it gets boosted on top of that. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the sides as well. Yeah. Yeah. AP2, baby. <laughs> Strength plus one AP two. Yeah, that's and one extra attack if you're standing into one more enemy. Yeah, if you're base contact with at least yeah. two. Yeah, at least two. So you and get you hit with in initiative minus, minus one. Minus one, but sti- but still initiative. Yeah. Yeah. You get a chance to hit before all those power fists, chain fists, power axes, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have the visual of someone just using a scythe to reap people. <laughs> but the scythes were actually unwieldy. They changed the rules. Uh, it was a while ago. But the scythes were unwieldy at first, which yeah. were a really, really downfall for the for the scythes. Yeah. So but you had a chance to have more attacks then. Yeah. But still... But- but see, it, was, it, it, it was a tough choice between any of the other uh, sort of like power fists and stuff because, you know, the, the little bonus you got with the AP2 plus one strength, it was sort of like, well, they cost so much compared to power axe. Yeah. But I reckon that the new version is so much better because you get to strike, you know, before... Basically, your Terminators will fight someone before they do unless you have, you know, Phoenix Spears on the charge or if you have... Fucking weeping blade of anal petition, or yeah. or, or or the Khan's retarded Mongol swords. Yeah, basically you hit before anyone who can hurt you if you have not on Terminators. Yeah, and that's which is, pre- which is pretty good. And also yeah. you get it for your basic troops, like your sergeants and shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind anyone of can have a power character. fist can have a power scale. Yeah. Right. And that's a nice uh, upgrade because some are just for independent characters. So you can really spam them if you want to. Yeah. Not to mention any, any name here. 
But, you but if, you start, if you start to resemble a peasant uprising, you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> so let's the dollar go. marines. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the dollar marines. The dollar, uh-huh. dollar, so dollar you, marines. Yeah, so you mean some mountain men and then uh, a lot of German mercenaries. Yeah. yeah. You're weird. So let's go into the first right of war, which is the reaping. Yeah. What can we say? It's the Death Guard right. Yeah. It's the one you should use if you want to play uh, Death Guard. Start with it. It's got some nice special rules. You can take veteran tactical, uh, sorry, veteran squads in your troop slots. And Legion have a support squad. And that's yes. good. Yeah, you can have that uh, last cannon battery and be uh, back. Sitting on an objective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think one, one of the really nicest things that some freaking mongrel has done to me is that you can have a fucking heavy weapon squad full with chem heavy flamers. As troops with some stupid sergeant that has a fucking sight in it, uh, and and I think it's just that you get both heavy heavy weapon like heavy support marines and veteran marines as troops is it's one of the few things that that are like it's a few I haven't seen a right of war that's that that fucking good. Uh, you have to remember it's a non-compulsory yeah. troop choice, so yeah, you have yeah. to have your normal two normal yeah. troop choice as yeah, well. But, uh, you can still uh, only if you want to, you could take two minimum units that cost basically nothing. Yeah, regular tactical marines just to cap obje- stand on objectives or something. Yeah, or sit in a rhino for most of the game. Yeah. So what are we looking at, Freddy? No, no. <laughs> I, I know you asshole, <laughs> but. But I think it, it, it's a good, it's a good way because it, it's very thematic. Because normally, because they're so slow, but you still get all the choicey, the juicy choicey bits. As like veterans, everyone loves veterans because they're so fucking cost effective. And but no one really capitalized on heavy heavy support choices. And and I basically like compared to Death Guards, you hardly ever see a unit of heavy flamers, which are fucking good. Really? Yeah, but you have it normally. You have a choice of three heavy support yeah. slots. Yeah, you want to put yeah. heavy flamers in one of those? Probably not. No. Uh, no. <laughs> you, pr- you probably want some uh, kind of maybe some tank support. Yeah, like you go for the Leviathans, their Deos, freaking yeah. you know the Sikaran. No, not, yeah, well the Sikarans, the Venators, like some some of the artillery and shit. Go fluff, go fluffy with three medusas with four sex shells. <laughs> That's the problem when it becomes an or in between every choice you have to make for the yeah. supports. And uh, I really, it's nice that they further the theme of the army with uh, the next rule, which is implacable. Yeah, and it's all units in a detachment using the right to war gain to move through through cover special rule. Yeah, which I'm remember. Goes, Fucking, I hate it. It's applied to tanks as well, or units. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know. Oh, so annoying. Stupid tanks that 
never ever <laughs> fucking bugs. <laughs> that don't get uh, stuck on fences, you mean? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you mean like my Spartans and one? No, <laughs> it was a turnip. It wasn't a fucking fence. It was like a little plant, plant shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's it's a really good good rule, I reckon, because I know it, the drawback is you can't run, but you can you can actually use or you can't uh, flat out with your tanks and stuff, but you're not risking anything going through cover, and also. You're not risking any stuff charging through cover, so it, it's just yeah, it, it is pretty versatile. Like you, you have to admit though, Pella, like your your army isn't that slow anyway. No, not really, because what's happening is the other army usually advances towards you as well, and you have transported anything, you end up in the middle like turn two anyway, turn three maybe. Well, uh, and during that time, all your heavy support choices just hammer out firepower. Uh, and uh, one annoying thing with uh, Death Guards, which is kind of um, kind of different to all the other legions, they don't like with with all the fucking chem flamers or regular flamer squads. They don't really care if you charge them or if they charge you. Because they get so much fucking firepower out of their flamers, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, usually, like when I when I charge pellet, what is it like? At least thirty six hits minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got one heavy support. That's nine heavy flamers. At least one or two get get hot. So say yeah. seven heavy flamers. And you make a D three. It's on our watch one. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about roughly 15 hits. Strength 5, shred. Yeah, so it, it, it is 15 hits. You know. <laughs> yeah. It is 15 it, wounds. It, it's 15, <laughs> yeah. It's roll to wound. So strength 5, toughness 4, 3 plus. But but the, with, with with ray rolls. Yeah. The the annoying part of that is that normally because they arrive, they jump out of their rhino and then they flame you first, and and then you you're desperately trying to charge him, uh, but you you get you get flamed and in defensive fire. So normally that actually takes that that could break a normal squad like ten or fifteen dudes getting flamed first and then flamed again. That's crazy. Yeah, anyway, that's fine, enough to kill fine. it. We're getting, I'm, I'm getting distracted here. We were talking about special weapons. There's something else we forgot to mention. But yes. What is also special about uh, the cards? They can have the sights, they can have the chem flamers, and what else? Red they grenades! Can have red, red grenades! Yeah, the, 10 points, baby. They got access to the dark arsenal in this right of war. Yeah. So minus one on toughness in first round of close combat. It doesn't matter if you charge or not. Yeah. Then you just need to get some red furnaces in there as well. Yes. And combine it with some skies with plus one in strength. You got the toughness three, strength five situation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's Which good. Is annoying. Which suddenly you go, everything wounds on two pluses. Yes. Fucking annoying. With AP2. I know. <laughs> it is crazy. Bananas. So it's good. It costs 10 points. 
Yeah. And any character, independent character model, can take this. That's yes. primary. So, so everyone any... that can take a scythe can take a red grenade as well. Yeah. Basic sergeant can take it. If you want to equip everyone with, with it, it, as a, every character, it will add up, but it might be worth it depending on what you're facing. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What did you say? I was mentioning that it can add up quite if, points-wise if you're equipping everyone with it. Yeah. But uh, it can be worth it depending on what you're facing. Definitely. Facing an armored spearhead, not so much. <laughs> Rather pointless. <laughs> but I, I think the it, it, it again adds to the whole thing that with the flamers, like just a normal tech squad with normal flamers, it's ridiculous. And and they flame you, then you charge them, they flame you again, and then when you come in and fight them, they hack you fucking fucking down, and you're you're on toughness three, yeah. the first round. <laughs> And even worse than if you have veterans with combi flamers and you charge them and, and they have like fuck almost as many attacks as you have anyways. It does. <laughs> but you're on toughness three. So, yeah. yeah. You it sound is, bitter. Is, I know. Experienced. <laughs> it's the <Exactly>. same thing. <laughs> so what are the downsides then? Uh, we talked about it. No runs or flat-out modes. Yeah. That's a real downside, but you have to live with it. And then you have the can't deploy via deep strike. Yes. The the drop pods are slow, too. (laughs) Yeah, they never (laughs) arrive. They're, like, falling so slowly they don't arrive. Yeah. And and thematically, something that might not even matter is that you can only take one fast attack. Yeah. And but because that's you, not really you, a thing. But because you can't take flyers, it's like... Yeah, I don't even, One even know what... You can take bikes, I guess. Yeah. Token land speeder. Yeah, a normal land speeder. Like mo- mopeds, um, like they can flat out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think bikes are really bad, because you get moved through cover, you can sneak yeah. around them, put plasma guns on them, harass yeah. Terminator. You yeah, you know, if you go jet bikes... Yeah, just regular outriders could work as well. Just for yeah, jet bikes. Let's just have a bolt. That's not good. Uh, Normal no. outriders with plasma guns, hide out, no, no. sneak out, shoot, terminators. What, what about a full unit of attack bikes with heavy chem flamers? I was just about to say that. <laughs> that could work too, <laughs> but that's a really close range unit. Yeah, but yeah. it's a mobile unit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and also, they're fucking stupid, aren't they? Like um, toughness five. Yeah. And you can give yeah. the sergeant. Can you give them red grenades? Yeah. Yeah. It's a sergeant. sergeant it's a sergeant, so. Yes. <laughs> so and they have two wounds each, aren't they? And Attack two, two plus. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and they have uh, two plus armor saves, aren't they? But attack bikes are not. Death Guard Fluffy, if you ask no. me. Why not? I don't... To be honest, I don't like the model, really. That's a good point. I... Well, and mean, Death Guard uh... running around with bikes, it's... Well, I don't know. You have to go something uh, 
jet bike a la Serenity uh, from the uh, show, what's it called now? Just remember Serenity. The name, the ship was named Serenity. Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, the bad, the bad guys' ships. The Reavers. The, the, yeah, the Reavers. The smokes and rumble and shit. Like. <laughs> so basically, you want orcs. Yeah, but you can still have Death Guard. Like they're tanking up the tanks with red grenade fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what would be the fast attack choice then? Like, oh, fast attack. I, I, I would go for upgrade unit with plasma guns. You, you're pro plasma guns. What about you, Frederick? Uh, haven't really thought about it. I have three jet bikes in the cupboard at home. So, like, I bought them when I started the project. Like, oh, those are cool. I thought, like, I let's buy three of them. But. <laughs> Can't you give uh, one of them? Um, we can give one of them a fucking heavy flamer. Yeah, like, uh, I, magnetized, I magnetized all the weapons. So, but you can not just not jet bikes. You can yeah. give um, plasma cannon a multi-mount. Yeah, right? I have the, I have the weapons here actually on my desk, <laughs> sitting with magnets. <laughs> <laughs> you have heavy bolters. You have plasma. You have uh, plasma. You have. What the fuck is this? Multimelta. Uh, Multimelta. Yeah. So no heavy flamer, I think. No heavy flamers. This is fucking madness. All right. Uh, Volkite. Yeah, maybe. I like the flagrating people. Yeah. But there were there were no limitations on uh, fortifications in the Right of War, right? Nope. No. Can't you just take a landing pad and then have a lightning with the phosphorus bombs? Yes, you could. Yeah. yeah, but that that would that wouldn't be that fluffy though. And that would be stretching it a lot. It would be phosphorus bombs from the sky, uh, phosphorus bombs from the ground. True. true. More phosphorus, never better. <laughs> you can never get enough phosphorus. So let's move on to the next right of war, which is creeping death. Creeping death. I never played it. I I played it. Then, uh, uh, then we you should ha- hear from you, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, madness. Hear yeah. from the guy that never played it. <laughs> you so, have to, you, the first rule is you need to have a siege breaker to uh, start up the right. And then you get, uh, yeah, one one heavy, put him in a heavy, heavy squad, or you roll, roll him with a command squad or something. But you get the armor bane stuff on them. And then you have then you have the uh, twelve inch bubble on uh, the cover. They're like uh, dust and misty shit around them. So you get the five plus uh, involved save if you are outside twelve inches from any enemy. Then you get five five plus uh, yeah, and that applies to any infantry model yeah, on the detachment. Yeah. yeah. But my my experience is like that applies for one round and then everybody is within twelve inches. Somewhere. So yeah. Then you have to hold back and then it's a little bit contraproductive. Yeah. It's 
quite annoying how it's worded because it's basically if anyone is within 12 inches and somewhere yeah. and not just from that unit. So if you drive up with a rhino 11 inches from you, then you don't get it. We need, we need to look at this one because it just doesn't don't really make sense. <laughs> but, yeah. But then they have the biophage bombardment as well. Yeah. If there are any swamps or forest woods, I believe, on the board, which is pretty rare on the table. Any piece of any piece of forest or swamp representing a wood or jungle on the table. Yeah, jungle. Yeah. Yeah. But how often is there a wood or a jungle on the board? If well, you we play, need to, we need to do that. Then. Yeah, if you, if that if, if you play a narrative, a themed game, like oh cool, we're gonna play Death Guard, uh, uh, barbarous <laughs> themed. Yeah, the, no the, the city fights here. Yeah, no city fights here, boys. The entire table, the entire, <laughs> yeah. entire table is a jungle. Yeah, I'm gonna campfire the whole table. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen that often that there are any. Woods or jungles. Yeah, but what you're doing is you roll a d6 for every piece of terrain representing the wood or jungle. Yeah. Uh, on a 4 plus, the terrain is reduced to a fetid chemical mire, and the yes. cover save it, is, it afforded is worsened by minus 1 and counters dangerous terrain to any model that does not have linked to the start death card special rule. Yeah. So it's situational. Yes. Yeah. yeah I can say there's a plant on that ruin. I can chem bomb from that <laughs> one. But this, is, this is a concrete jungle. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was so bad. The, they got also the nice toxin weapons, which is uh, frag grenades and missiles are increased to strength five. Strength, yeah, strength. So that's well, that's, pretty, that's actually pretty good. Though. If you roll with missile launchers, and you go uh, with a template, you can actually do some more damage there. So basically, basically. It's it's good if you meet solar exilium. Yeah. In a table with a lot of wood. Wood. Yep. And uses a lot of frag grenades. Yeah. Or if you're and in you, Aston Mortalis on a space station that happens to be a jungle at the same time. Yeah, yeah and if you hold back and stay uh, stay away 12 inches. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense because... Limitations, it says you have to be the attacker, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you have to attack slowly. <laughs> and you you have to be traitor, which is logical because it's later. Later, right award and yeah. the other one. But you also can't use it uh, in a Shattered Legion force. So uh, in a Shattered yeah. Legion force, you can, you can choose to use one of the specific legion right of wars and have it count for them, all of the force but they can't use this one for that yes. and, uh, I, I have tried it out but it doesn't give me the benefits that like no 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 camp bombardments okay uh, whoops there is everybody within 11 inches okay okay <laughs> I, I still have my siege breaker yeah and then you have detachments using this right of war may not take a fortification or allied detachment either yeah. No, no one wants to ally with this stinky yeah. fucking marsh people. I, I go pure. Pure yeah. Death Guard. Plague yeah. zombies? Yeah. They're in the Loras. <laughs> they're in the Heresy as early as uh, 
when they look for Loken. Well, the proper plague zombies. There are some yeah, on the moon, but there, there are some uh, plague zombies masquerading as humans on when they're looking for Loken as well. That later yeah, attack. That's them. true. Still, Creeping Death, it's a cool name. Uh, I think it could could be a cool theme if you do a theme game. Yeah, like if if you recreate Moloch or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. In a theme game narrative. Given that you are currently in a position to give feedback, should we include more forests on our tables for the event series next year? If it fits. Why not? It does fit part of the event series. Yeah, yeah. It well, would be cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? Forest, well, sure. I guess. Yeah, but you can what? you can, you can you can elaborate around it. It doesn't be a uh, happy forest with flowers and shit. Do a do a sw- do a swampy ruin shit uh, something. Oh, shit, yeah. No, yeah. No, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like massive forest that covers everything but the deployment zone. I want fucking Ooh, dandelions. I want, I want fucking dandelions. <laughs> I yep. want green green dandelions. Dandelions, yep, fair enough. Yep. Then I would go creeping death. Yeah, let's go, pal. <laughs> or it needs it needs to be on one of those games workshop old the uh, green mats. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the f- the earliest one that is sheds. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, be perfect with those old games workshop wooden trees or plastic trees there you know, that also sheds. That'd be best. That would be best. <laughs> all the all the floor, like all, on all the tables. Yes. Actually, it, it is true though. Uh, I have to admit that we don't have that many. I think it, the involvement of terrain has gone from because Games Workshop doesn't really sell any trees. Like they used to do that one set. Remember with that? That was pretty cool with like the forest things. Yeah, yeah. I have those uh, those, those plates with free. Uh, you mean those with uh, free freeze? Uh, yeah, those plates. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, terrain, uh, like forests and stuff, is something that we, as a community, has partly overlooked because we're thinking that, well, that's fantasy or that's old 40k. Yeah, we but want to I play, think... on, play these cool legions on the large uh, city tables. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking like a, a, a swamp, uh, a swampy forest that that can be in ru- ruin in the. In the middle, and like uh, an overgrown uh, swamp, something. It doesn't yeah, have, swamp, it doesn't, forest, abandoned. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a clean, clean or, forest. Or actually, it, it has happened in a couple of the stories that involves Death Guard. It has always been, uh, or Nurgle, or whatever. It's always been like a swamp with like a kind of crashed spaceship in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And then some dead trees and shit. And even going back to Gorka Morka, like where that uh, human spaceship crashed, you know, having that sort of looked because of radioactive and shit, like the tree yeah. says, kind of already died. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool to make a table. Or like, that, like uh, you mentioned a moment ago, Pille, about uh, Davin or the moon of Davin. Yeah. When they're looking through that Emperor class battleship or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Horace gets wounded at the end. Yeah. But that's a big swamp. If I rem- yeah, but remember that correctly. might have. Yeah. That might have just have been a forest before the. the yeah. Just yes, add some tree. It would be cool. What is, what are they, like, sixteen kilometer long spaceships? You want to scale it down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not really doable in game scale. 
<laughs> what do you mean? Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Don't say that to Freddy. It's everything is doable. So we could we could basically re- but there we have it. First, you have a big uh, game table with swamp and forest and a crashed spaceship. Yeah. Think, Depending think. on on who wins the scenarios and goes. Yeah. After that, you have the Sumatalis that's actually inside the crashed spaceship. It's yeah. almost like yeah. you've read some of our plans for next year. I'm just guessing here. No, Fred hasn't said anything. <laughs> no, no I've, I've, I've never mentioned anything drunk, ever. No, no. You, yeah. uh, you, see, you see Yoda when he's lifting up the X-Wing from the swamp. Yes. Yeah. That's Motorio, lifting up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Terminus S. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was one of the largest battle barges made ever made. It's never crashed either, by the way. It's still in space, right? Yeah, and it's also living these days. Yeah, details. So, should we just then you can this? starve it to death. Let's talk about Grave Warden Terminator squads. Yeah. I love their assault launchers. <laughs> they blast in so bloody many hits. They are insane. Yeah. Poison 3 plus, no cover saves. But uh, only AP4. That's the yeah. Downside. But still, but the, the but the, the plus side is all the bloody hits. You need to roll so many saves. Like I did. Okay. Now I shot. I remember my uh, matchup at Scorpius. Uh, my first game. Like yes, I did a fluffy Death Guard list. And like oh crap, Iron Hands. <laughs> oh, and I was going the reaping and. It was tanks. <laughs> <laughs> but still, still. Uh, yeah, he popped my uh, Spartan with my uh, Grey Wardens. And I blasted him with, I think it was 30, 46 hits on his fucking Praetor. <laughs> okay, he, had, he, ha- he has his 2 plus save. Yeah, he has. So he made all of them. But a, re- a regular unit or something... 10-man squad, 20-man squad. You gonna reduce them. Yeah, he made, you are. He made, it's he the made same thing. I, I, I think I took uh, one one wound or two wounds on him. And you had the bad luck. Yeah. He rolled you should like have a, killed him. Yeah, he rolled like a champ there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, re- I really like them. Uh, they're popping out a lot of hits. Uh, they have their Death Cloud template. Uh, Assault 1, Poison 3 plus. So, if you uh, if you assault them, they have their uh, D3 hits. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Then, yeah, and, and, of and, course, and upgrade them ca- with ca- Chain Fist. Yeah, yeah. The fucking Cataphragly, they have Power Fist or Chain Fist. They... God, I hate them so much. Like you can't assault them. You can't not assault them. They just so uh, annoying. So annoying. Last time I ran them with nine of them with a Primus Medicaid. Yeah, they were pretty tough. <laughs> hard to kill. Yeah, they are fucking they're, hard they're, to kill. They're 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 a, they're they're a point heavy unit if you put them in a Spartan. 
you max the numbers, so it's going to be a lot of points in one basket. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like prime target. That's the downside with the Reaping Rider War, because if you pop the transport, you're just yeah. going to sit there midfield. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the, pro- the problem is that they'll get there eventually, and you have to deal with them. Then you have yeah. something like running up the side, look at us, look at us, shoot at us. Of course, but then you can do something in turn five, maybe yeah. six. But the, the one thing that when when I faced them that has really been like super annoying is is when they're actually fucking uh, what would you say like when they're actually holding an objective. Yeah. Because you don't want to assault them. It takes forever to shoot them off something, especially if they have like a, a decent cover save or a primus medicure. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh fuck it! Damn it! It's so annoying, and like they're so durable, and they're so like multi fucking useful because they all have that fucking uh, cracked launcher and shit. So they can shoot crack grenades, and they can fuck up rhinos. They can, yeah, use the weight of firepower they put out against like a normal unit. It's just annoying, even if you have red butchers or whatnot. They still they shoot like like Frederick said. It, there's so many templates landing it, landing at you, and you have yeah. to fight them at close close assault. And they are just they're tough to kill. Yeah, that, you, you don't get your charge bonuses. You don't get anything against them. Yeah, they're tough. They're hard. So it's definitely a good unit, but it's not the only special units they get. No, so, no, because they get it. I really want to point this out because, as far as I know, Death Guard are the only one who has two special units that are Terminators, right? Yeah. Yep. But they're in different slots, at least. Yeah. So you can take both without a problem. Then, then, then we have the Dandelion Reapers. Yes. The Death Shroud. And, and I reckon, like, one of the things that people, most people don't know is that they. Just a unit that these bad boys could be your HQ choice. Yeah. Yes. They can. So you put these guys in the HQ, and you get Matarion as a Lord of War. He's got the Right of War, which gives you the Reaping. Yeah. That's. And then, and then you can go all fucking bonkers on uh, consoles and shit. Yeah. So that's uh, one way to use them. They're, they're cool. Difference between them, you get. Two wounds instead of one, yeah. but they uh, got only five plus uh, invo save. Yeah, you gave gray wardens as cataphractic terminator on. Oh. You get power skites, every single one of them. Yeah, and have no real anti tank, so you have to give them melt bombs. You give them melt bombs. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a must. And so never to... take them without the melt bombs. And if you want, you can use to take uh, an upgraded. Phobos as their dedicated transport to kill tanks. Yes, yeah. that eventually end up in close combat with a knight or something, and then it's good to have uh, melta bombs on yeah. it. Yeah, true. That's true. Uh, this, well, one of the upsides of these uh, is that you can take them instead of a command squad, and they don't. Then they don't take up a, a slot, and they can run around and do what the fuck they want by themselves. Yes, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Implaceable advance, of course. It's kind of like the the suzerains for ultramarines. Yes, which are, which are also very annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So they're good? Everyone hates the fucking Caesarians. Let's not talk about them. They also got uh, the Implacable Advance. Yes. And then have they actually settled on which kind of Terminator armor they're wearing? They're wearing Terminator armor. The, and the, the standard ma- one. Ma- yeah, many people have speculated about that. And if you if you model them with cataphractic armor, they have cataphractic armor, but you need to model the model with it. Although uh, they, in the FAQ they say they have totters. Yeah, because they look like okay. they have totters armor. Yeah, but is is that FAQ new? Because it, there were many questions how the specific Terminator armor. Well, the, la- could... the latest the heresy. If yeah, it was okay. like three, two years yeah. or three years old. So. Yeah. Because uh, many people have asked, can I use, uh, if I model the model with a cataphraki, can I use them as cataphraki? Then they're technically modeling for advantage. Yeah. Yes. So I, I go, I buy them, they had that armor, I played them as that. Yeah. I think that, well, I'm pretty sure we, in our FAQ, has written them as they have Tucker's yeah. armor, and that's it. If, if there were an option to fill in, to if you want to change or upgrade, like five five points, they get cataphracty armor, that would be fine. Because that's how, uh, what they call the, sec- well, the, the segment got that. Yeah, the, shows. That, yeah. yeah the thousand someone's. Yeah, the segment got uh, options to have either. Yeah. Yeah, they like. I have them uh, play with them some in uh, Son Mortalis and like. Oh, they're pretty good. They are good. Yeah, I play them care, a lot. Yeah, taking care of infantry. Two wounds. Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking tough as nails, and they look yeah. really cool as well. Yeah, Come and on. still, and still hand flamers. Yeah, D three hits, Shem. Even oh, though think... they're only, only straight yeah. three, because you have the fucking campfire-flamers, mm-hmm. they yeah. always fucking wound. So yeah. so oh, I, take a, I take a wound. Well, I have two. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. They run an army with ten Grave Warden in his Spartan, and ten Death Shroud. Uh, you have to take another Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> All the Spartans. Yes, and you have to squeeze in Matarium somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, then you can, if you want to, if you're running the Reaping. Yeah. You can get the Grey Wardens as troops, technically. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> Which is madness, I tell you. Mm. Madness. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. So, well, that that is our special units. Yeah. Uh, we do have some special characters, though. Yeah. Don't we? We do. do. So who wants to do the first one? Yeah, it's a, it's a loyalist. Yeah. yeah I, know. I know, but he is actually... I have actually seen fucking Ole, the little... Uh, yeah. Little fucking pre, pre-teen dude that hangs out <laughs> with us. I he He has actually rocked this character, and... I have to say that I was impressed <laughs> with him after uh, Scorpius. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. What is it? It can infiltrate his own unit and three others, right? Yeah. That's Which is a... usually pretty good if you have something that can't really move that fast. Yeah. And that's... So you can take your special Terminator units and get them straight in the face pretty quickly. And uh, Richard yeah. also mentioned but... that this is Section Leader Crisis Morturg. Yes. Quite, no sta- quite standard character. We've got, we've got the hardened power armor, bolt pistol power sword, combi flamer, frag and crack and red grenades. There's a psyker as well. Yeah, stubborn infiltrate and psyker muscle level one. Yeah. And as long as they don't change it in the new red book, he, he the muscle of ambush is, as you described it, is a warlord trait. Yes. Take a psychic power from. Um, Endurance. Yes, I don't remember what it is. Bio, it's from bio Biomancy. Yeah. But the, the the thing is, these two notes in his rules will be obviously have to be updated when the new red book for the Harrison, the, the main core rules are released. Yeah. Hopefully, somewhere during the Christmas holidays. Well, hopefully it's going to, at least before New Year's, I hope. Well, they did say it should be released before New, New Year's. So it might Which go for pre-order tomorrow morning at the time of recording. Ooh. You uh, seriously believe that? No. Aren't we getting paid tomorrow, Pelle? Aren't we getting yeah. paid? We need to we get paid phone... today. Fucking civilians. Anyway, yeah. I, I, need, I need... Then I bought a Christmas present to my wife and now I'm broke again. Oh, crap. <laughs> but you can't, like, you know, Forge World releases stuff on a Friday. So you like, mean you didn't buy her the Heresy Core rules for Christmas? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Look, honey, we need to read more. <laughs> <laughs> no. We need to develop this relationship in a more intellectual state. And we also need to practice on our English. Yeah. So this, is, so this is a character that's only available to a loyal list or, or faction army when, when when this is actually applied for an event. Yeah. Yes. If you're just fighting like an earlier than the heresy during the Great Crusade, it doesn't really matter. But if you're fighting an heresy event, whether you're a loyalist or traitor sides, obviously you can't take a loyalist and a traitor character in the same army. No. So what do you guys think about this character? The thing with him is this warlord trait. You can infiltrate your units, which is good because you have a slow army if you play the reaping. And, and, and that's also, the reason you take him. I think also it's the one thing that most people don't think about it. It's it's not very often you can have a warlord that is a psycho. If you if you look outside of like thousand suns and shit. Yeah. Which is kind of left field, and ironic being a death guard. Considering yeah. they hate psychers. It's cool. But on but, the other hand, that was why he was ostracized from the Death Guard. But he's not a master of the Legion. So you need another guy then, if you want to ride. Yeah. But they could take a standard Praetor for that. Yeah. Or a Delegatus or whatever you want. Yeah, probably if you, if you go him and you're looking for like a smaller Raider force, you, you probably... Look at the delegatus just to get that easy rider. But does does he have warlord pride? Sorry, no, he hasn't got no. any pride rules. So he doesn't. 
So, he, the, but that the, the drawback is if you do that, then he's not the warlord anymore. If you take a, Which? if you take a praetor, no. But if you take a regular one, you can because you have to choose sh- sh- your warlord. Okay. Yeah, but uh, don't to have a master of legion doesn't that guy have to be your warlord? Yeah, and the yeah, master but, of the uh, legion must be the warlord. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, but uh, some of those. Not all of the characters have that allows you to take a right of war forces seem to be the warlord. Hmm. 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 Uh, it needs to be thing thought about. But then again, I still I still think he's a pretty cool character. Mm. And I think it's very thematic, and he does the whole sort of like um, you know the Istvan three ambush style. And he's not that expensive. He's 175 points. So. Which is fairly cheap for a special character that has a psychic ability. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so who wants to take the next one? Marshall Durak Rask. Mr. Rask. I played with him. He's good. He's a uh, Siege Master of the Death Guard Legion. Standard um, weapon ballistic skill five and so on. Nothing special. Uh, what he does have, he does have the master of the legion, and and he, he got the rule that says art of destruction. Uh, he's got both a tanker hunter and a wrecker special rule, and apply yeah. uh, confers these rules to have a weapon shooting uh, if he joins a. Have a sports squad. That's good, and it rolls once to hit. All if, all all friendly units within twelve. Yes. If you're shooting at an enemy holding an objective. Yes. I think so, <coughs> this, so this motherfucking guy. It's like a, a siege master, but he also has the master of the legion rule. Yes, it's a siege master, siege master with the master of the legion. So. You, Easily can have two seats, master. Downside is you got the artificial armor, two plus save, but no invo saves. So he usually dies sooner or later. Yeah. But he's uh, quite a sit back character, not uh, being the first anyway. So you put him in, in the backfield with one of your heavy sports squads. Yeah, he's supposed to be buffing, not shooting. Yes. That's what I did on Scandas. He joined one of the sports squads, yeah. and I had another siege breaker who joined another. So I had had one unit of missile launchers and another one with uh, out cannons over tank hunters. And then the glaive showed up. In that, no, no, he, he, had, he had a falchion. <laughs> falchion. Yeah, he's talking about my enemy here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but it worked well. Definitely. And, and I thought you were your own worst enemy, Pelle. Yeah, you could think so, but the glaive it won. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the game even trumped your own incompetence. <laughs> Alright, cool. Fuck you. I was kidding. No, but he, he's... Uh, he's cheap. Uh, Almost. 165 points. For a monster of the... Master of the Legion character. Yeah, That's that, good. That means he basically gets to have the Wall of Trade on his own. Yeah. 
Also, Master Legion does not make forces you to force you to be the warlord. I just oh. read, read the rules. It's just it's, okay. It's just if the if the, the model with Master Legion is the warlord. So then you get. Then you can pick uh, right voice. Right? Yeah, then you can roll twice on the yeah. world trait because uh, the one to pick your world trait just basically says he has to be in the army and has to, and have that rule that is the master legion. Master legion doesn't say that he has to be the warlord. Because if he's the warlord, he can. Okay. So the wording is a bit iffy, but. I guess that if someone has com- complaints about it, they will not write in and just ignore us as usual. <laughs> well, 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 sort of in a, with the FAQ, yeah. like always. Yeah, it, that sounds like a good idea. And uh, this one, yeah, did you mention that they had some Nancy walks and Phosphix Bomb as well? No, we didn't, but they have. Thunderhammer, Volkite. Serpenta. Yeah. The pistol. Yeah. That's... Uh, they could have. They've basically given him the siege breaker upgrade, but not given him the siege breaker upgrade because he got the Nancy walks and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm, yes. And this one, as opposed to the one we just talked about, has to be a traitor. Yes. He doesn't work for the good guys. It does work for the good guys. Well, well, it used to work for the really good guys. Now he just works for the good guys. Yeah. That's a matter of perspective. <laughs> Talking yeah. about perspectives uh, none the next of, time. No, no, none, of these, <laughs> none of these are working for the good guys. Because they're not working for the Mechanicum. <laughs> so, so the Mechanicum are the good guys, suddenly. Well, in, 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 this, ga- in this galaxy, in this setting, yeah, the Mechanicum is probably the good, <laughs> probably the good guys. <laughs> They're not wanting to be a god or wanting to be a god. Well, you know, we can debate that later. So, Kalos Typhon. So, yeah. What first to say cap- about him? First captain of the Death Guard. My first, my first thought was to pair. Is it worth two hundred points? No, it isn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously, he's a cool guy, but I never yeah. played him. I have a question here. Who is the right hand of Mortarion? Because Typhon is the left hand of Mortarion. Who's the right hand? You don't want to know what Mortarion did with his he right hand. Right hand. <laughs> that, that was probably a fucking... Uh, Edibus. Uh, no. No, no. The right hand probably was Gar... No. Who was it? That was fucking the guy that left. Um, Garo? Garo, yeah. Garo was the right hand, and then he got fucked up. And he's well, told, it was, he's, it he's was just a regular captain. Left. It was a line captain, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, that's you, the guy with the Shem bombardment. Yeah. Typhon got... Uh, that's the guy who killed uh, all his navigators. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got a yeah. decent... Praetor level special character stat line with the uh, weapon skill 6 and 3 wounds and stuff like that. He also got the uh, Cataphractite Pattern Terminate Armor. It's specified here. Uh, Mastercrafted Power Scythe, uh, Hand Flame with Chem Munitions, Grenade Harness, Non Seawalks, and Rat Grenades. So, yeah. Yeah. 
It's, I feel you find him pretty standard, really. It's not. You can better. You can make a better Praetor for 200 points. Yeah. Yeah, and that suppressed psychic thing is pretty. Yeah, he got some special rules. He also has. Uh, has the option, since he's not a leader, obviously, to have the Death Shroud as bodyguard. If you just. Why wouldn't he have it in the yeah, ability, right. I mean? Even but uh, I think most can have them. Yeah. I think. That was, was a workaround because. It just seems odd that he may have it. Not have it. I also got the Warlord Traits comes to Reaper. It counts as a denial unit. A new enemy unit within three inch of him can claim an objective. That's, yeah. Then he has yeah. the Kembar Bardment and the Witchblood. Yeah. Pride. That, that fucking uh, denial thing could be, that's mostly super annoying just. If you if you end up being a super lucky lucky, it's just annoying as fuck. But it's not really a game breaker. No, no it's definitely not. It's it can be good, but it's a cool name, which is well, all that matters, really. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. He got the, this champ bombardment. Yeah. If it doesn't move, he can once per game lob a bombardment anywhere on the table. With Ordnance 3, Barrage, last Large Blast, Poison 4 plus, and no cover save. That's AP4. So it... Yeah, and this is if he hasn't moved in the preceding movement phase. Yeah, that's true. So he has to be. So, but he can still uh, declare an assault if he wants to. I and, guess so. Yeah, he can. It's in the rules. It's specified. Yes, that's there. I read it right now. <laughs> That's well, what I said. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and it says scatter full 2d6. Yeah. No matter what. And then it has the witch blood, which is, uh, let's see, a repre- repressed psyker. And his denial, is ba- denial of his psychic gift is basically why he later becomes host to a sentient hive of flies. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, the, not the best uh, one. Basically, he's a level one psyker. You can take power from telepathy. But he may new, not use his powers if Mortarion is there. And Mortarion has not fallen to chaos. Yeah, which is nice because that means there definitely will be rules sometime for a fallen Mortarion. Yeah. Then you just will have be looking like a moth. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that is there and then he's scared. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, it should be. be. Trying to be serious. And uh, he's got the Warlord's Pride, which is, he will always be the Armour's Warlord. He, uh, if, no matter what, unless Mortarion is there. Yeah. The bottom line with his, this guy is 200 points. His fluff is maybe cool, but it's not worth 200 points, unfortunately. So. So. He is meh. Yeah, yeah, he's meh. Buy him, paint him. Yeah. Use a, him as a... a good buy model. him, buy him, paint him, use him as a stock standard traitor. Yeah. Like a traitor. Yeah, why not? Because he lo- the model looks fucking splendid, so... Yeah, and it's also traitor faction army only. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. And, uh, and obviously, for narrative gaming, use him when need be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Next guy. <laughs> Man. The, the guy that refused to die. You're talking about him? <laughs> Except it takes Angron forever to kill him. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this story before we run into detail. You yeah. all know who we're talking about, I guess. It's Macharion. I played against Freddy. Around 2,500, 3,000 points, something like that. Yeah. And he, you unloaded your entire army. We're not talking about Boltish here. We're talking about every last cannon, plasma cannon, battle cannon, everything that had a stat line. I took the kitchen sink and I threw it. <laughs> Together with and like you, a fucking refrigerator and the table and fucking all the cutleries and everything. And you, you, I don't remember now. I think you made three wounds. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, you are talking about the, the, the person that can't kill tarantula batteries either. Okay. <clears throat> hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. These are I all had a rumors. Good story here. You roommate. <laughs> all the same guy that like fucking surrounded by red butchers and Angron. It was like fucking Paralympics of trying to kill this guy. I don't remember that. Well, it was like in a challenge, and it lasted six fucking turns until I killed him. But by that stage, the game was over anyway, so it didn't really matter anymore. Matter of general principles. That's true. But tell me, Pelle, how many times have you shot the lantern or thrown the phosphorus grenades compared to how many times you shunted with this motherfucker? What to say? 97% versus 3, maybe? Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. just tell us about the rules, because this is the... For being the slowest re- legion, you have the fucking fastest Primark. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Matriarion, then. It's a good stat line. Weapon skill, 7. Valid skill, 5. Strength, 6. Toughness, 7. 7 no. wounds. Yeah. Uh, Initiative enough. five, five attacks, leadership ten. All the primary rules, of course. Yeah. And a bunch of another cool rules. Uh, Sire of the Death Guard. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, all Death Guard units get a stubborn special rule. That's good. Mm-hmm. And frag, and frag grenades, frag missile, have a clunches, gain the poison four plus. That can be really nasty. Versus mechanicum. Yeah, but also this this means that if you run fucking mortarian, the creeping death thing is kind of useless because you get the best bonuses with mortarian anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's good buff. Yeah, no, I, because who who gives a shit about those jungles and forests, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yep, keep going. Sorry. Uh, Shadow of the Reaper. Yeah. Um, fear test versus him. You add a minus one penalty. Since you always forget the fear test with the Primax anyway, so <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> But it's good if you remember it. And this is the best part. He can redeploy. 
Yeah. No. Yeah, so... If you shoot. don't run or shoot, and you can't run anyway, you can make a special redeployment, 10 inch, and then charge. Yep. That's my friend. The charge is uh, a disorder charge, though. Well, so it doesn't get the charge bonus. The only oh, thing that the only thing that pops up in my mind now is Davis Bowie dance magic dance. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pass a leadership test to do it. Yeah. And the times I've seen you fail this pellet. <laughs> and the How joy I and the joy I felt it when you rolled at eleven or twelve. <laughs> oh God. Those three percent that used the lantern. But Freddy, wasn't there a wasn't there a scenario when you boxed in Mortarion with tanks? No, no, that was that was uh, that was fucking Night Hunter. Okay. <laughs> that was Night Hunter. The only way I could kill him was by tank shocking him, and he auto died. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, that was someone else. Yeah, okay. So what you basically do, you can walk six inch, you can shunt and then make charge. Which makes him like retardedly super fast. Yeah, 16 inches, 16 inches, and then you have the charge. So remember, he can walk out of the transport, shunt, and then charge. And he has fleets when he charges. So, yeah. yeah, because it's a primer. <laughs> of course, because he's a primer. So he is pretty motherfucking good. Yeah. yeah. No Some other nasty rules here. Pretty natural re- resonance. Rerolls fail toughness test and uh, it will not die, which is good. Which basically, like, he should get a wound back every second turn. Yeah, and he got seven wounds. Remember that. Uh, Automatically passes under dangerous terrain rolls. Which is pretty good. Um, Poison attacks. Can only poison, uh, wound him on a flat six. So if you shoot him with poison three plus, doesn't help. You need a six anyway. Which bite and the malediction power effect the Matarion or Unity has joined is negated on the four plus. Because they hate them, psychers? Yes, just hate them. <coughs> Two plus armor save and four plus invulnerable. Uh, he's got a massive skite. Plus one strength, AP2. Instant death, thunder. It is pretty big. Yeah. And he got the lantern, a shooting attack. Rage 18 inches, strength 8, AP2 with the Sunder. So he, he actually has some pretty decent anti tank. Yeah, is... uh, at least. I, I killed the knight with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. Uh, but it, like uh, all around, they like, got a limited all, number of phosphorus bombs as well, which which no one ever fucking uses though, for some reason. 
I've never ever faced a Matarian that uses a phosphix bomb at all. Have you used the phosphix? Has any of you ever used no, phosphix bomb? I think bomb? once. Just to test it. <laughs> He's like, what am I supposed to do now? Let's throw a phosphix bomb. You know. Basically, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Just lay there and kill people, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know when he, like, because either you chaunt him and you do shit, or yeah. or you use the lantern and you try to snipe, like, a, do, like, a last cannon shot. At, because the lantern is basically, like, the last fucking cannon at, at something and see what happens. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. What you want to do is chaunt him and charge something. But you have to be, uh, he's tough to kill. He can lock units down. But he only got five attacks. That's his downside. Yeah, six, if he connected with... Uh, More okay. than one. Yeah. Sure. But uh, he's not Fulgrim, or the Night Hunter. No. Well, Fulgrim is only, only really, really good if you challenge like some retarded initiative for Sergeant. Then he goes to town, but... But he's no Angron on ten attacks. Yeah, he's definitely true. not. But, but the thing is... Uh, the good thing with him is also the bad thing with him because he will basically have to do things by himself yes. because he's he's so fucking fast compared to the other army. Yeah. But he is so fucking resilient. So the times when I've been fucked in the ass by Mortarian is because he's locking stuff up with Mortarian because Mortarian basically survives anything. So he's locking key units up and then he gets his support by death death shrouds or whatever to come in yeah. afterwards. What you should do with him, you should not attack your opponent's best close combat unit, maybe. But you do take one unit at a time. You, sh- char- you shan't charge, 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 charge. Yeah. Yeah, the you thing, can like, eat if, an yeah. army, basically. Yeah. But if you go into like the 10 cataphracty terminators, you need to have your support coming up like the turn after. Because otherwise you, you're going to start Losing wounds left, right, and center. Yeah, that's not, not the way you should use Matarian. You should take normal strength units at a time. Just yeah, eat, it... eat the army up. And you have you have the range to pick them too. Yeah, you have the range. You can like, okay, next turn I'm gonna be there. Like you're moving six. The extra move six. It's sixteen inches. And that's pr- a pretty good span over a board. Yeah, six inches plus the short roll. Yeah, I, I think one of the one of the super good thing with him is that you you have a unit of like death death shrouds or whatever, and you run. Let's say you go in the Spartan Spartan or a, you know, if you you're not running uh, the reaping, you you're in an assault floor or what whatnot. The thing thing is, regardless, even if you're walking with with your support unit. Then you split up, and then you shunt, and you attack two different uh, units. And you have your two... The difference between a normal Death Star, if you might call it, like a a Primark Death Star, is that you can split up and target something differently really fast. Yes. So you can get your your main bodyguard unit to attack, like, the main... The other opponent's Death Star. And you have, let's say, if you have Grey Wardens... You have all the fists and shit, and so they're going to be pretty resilient. But then you suddenly you 
you attack the rear with fucking Mortarion, he just goes to town, and then he can, he, he's going to shunt, eat that shit up, and then attack into the unit to help your uh, Grave Wardens. Yeah. Yes. So he's, he, he's like fucking Night Hunter, but on speed, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Because he can he can deal with tanks, he can deal with anything. He can almost deal with anything, but not other Death Stars. You have to yeah, take well, down the support units first. Yeah. Well, but well, if you, you focus, he... if you use Matrarian and kill the other guy's army except the Death Star, you have probably won. Yeah. Well, you can. The, the the thing is, fucking Grey Wardens, ten Grey Wardens can fucking hold a Death Star. Yeah. While while the ten great borders are a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, you know, it's all about technicalities. It's all about technicalities. <laughs> but what what I'm saying it, it it's just the ability to jump out, someone assaults something and someone assaults something else. Because you can decide to like, oh fuck, I'm gonna shunt Mortarian and kill this vehicle squadron. While my Fucking Destrals deals with this Terminator squad or this tactical squad. Yeah, you got the option and a choice there that yes. other guys doesn't have. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't run the reaping, so I put the Mortarion in a Charybdis with uh, with the Destrals. Yep, that's like, pretty different. Boom down, and he was so far up and reaching so much. So that was the the the, the counter match against the Iron Hand. Yeah. So that that was pretty cool. Not that fluffy, but cool. Well, you know, all the legions can do all the things at yeah. some sort of stage, and I'm pretty sure that with all the stories I read about Death Cards, I'm I'm pretty sure they go fucking on town with uh, drop points and shit. Yeah, of course they do. They have to attack in some way. Yeah. Eventually, they actually work in a list like that too. With the uh, Caribdis, Mutarion, Death Shroud, and the Primary Medicaid. Yeah. Boom. Like, se- second turn, he's in combat. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys want to move points, on to the next, the next part of the run through of the Death Garden? Which is basically a demo list and playstyle, and you're already talking about it. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we already started. Yeah, let's just move on to it and have a nice chat about it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can so. start with your Charybdis list. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's the one for uh, I played at Scandus. So I ran uh, Pride of the Legion, that one. So I had uh, Mortarian and Death Shrouds in the Charybdis. And it worked pretty well, except against white scars. Then I get fucked up. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that new experience, first time I used the Charybdis. Uh, and I had a... What did I have? I just tried, mixed up some things for the... Uh, the, the hype, the hype was armor and heavy tanks, so I needed some support. So some vindicator, la- laser destroyers, uh, uh, some veterans in uh, rhinos, 
I had one wet veteran squad with Meltas in uh, Dreadclaw. And it worked pretty good. Uh, pretty fun, fun list to play, pretty good. People found it nice to play against. But uh, Mortarion, the first time he was out playing. And uh, he rocks. You never used him before? No, first time. Okay. First time. It must be a bit different using um, uh, the whole drop pod stuff. So, how how did you find using a drop pod with Montarian? Yeah. I I like the model. I like the Caribbean model. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, It's a fun piece to have on the board. Uh, he he dropped in. The Caribdis moved around. Uh, yeah, except with the white scars, uh, he doesn't move that much. <laughs> they move. They move faster than you. Yeah, they're like, oh, 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 we're gonna stand around you like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charybdis was fun. A little bit fire support from the Charybdis. Uh, the burning effect when you fly over something. Yeah. Just that you can like, like fly away. Don't give away. Don't give away the free uh, points for the uh, vehicle. Stand stand somewhere that you can use your uh, rocket launchers. Yeah. Uh, fast fast delivery. You can put Mortarian in a smaller, if you want to uh, pull in the death rods too. So we popped some vehicles, we killed two Praetors, the payback. <laughs> he actually uh, hunted down the last Praetor by uh, using the extra move through a big piece of terrain. And then assaulted him. Yeah, no, the freaking, uh, I don't know, like, uh, the, the Charybdis is a piece of beast. And I think that it, it is really good. Yeah, like, you, you're sacrificing a bit of your, um, you know, the, the positive of having the reaping, but that yeah. extra speed kind of com- compensated it. And when, once you run uh, Mortarian, I think that he, he gives most of the buffs anyway. Yeah, and if yeah. you're running those special units like the Death Shrouds, they already have Chem Flamers. Yeah, so it, it is a good compromise, and it does remind me of, of Book Four Conquest, and you should read it when when fucking Mortanian comes down in the drop pod. Yeah, <laughs> you see, it, yeah. it is fluffy. <laughs> I never, I never said it wasn't, mate. <laughs> All right. So what about you, Pellet? Yes. Not We're talking about Scandas. I usually oh, play well, the Reaping. It doesn't matter. You can you can tell us anything about your favorite fluffy list. Yes. It's, um, the back me, I almost always play the Reaping when I can. Um, in larger games. And we talked about Rask. I didn't use Matrarium that time. I used Rask and another Siege Breaker and two heavy support squads. 
pounding heavy firepower uh, supported by Windicators and a Falchion. It worked pretty well. <laughs> and that Falchion killed two Titans in one game. That's cool. It also had uh, real fun with some forced rerolls. Yeah. And uh, let's not talk about rerolls. <laughs> I think we. I, I talked about that one on uh, the Scandus wrap up episode if anyone, anyone wants to listen. Uh, don't listen to it. But the reaping are good. I tried several different lists. Uh, even we talked about flame list. Then you add up uh, at least one unit of heavy flamers, one unit of ordinary flamers, and probably dash routes. Put them in transport. I put my heavy flamers in land raider just to make them survive the yeah. first two turns. And it works fine, unless the transports get blown up. You're standing midfield. You have to try to walk your way through to your opponents. Then you probably lose. Big swinging. Yeah. But if the transports survive, you can get your flamers up their asses. So what what you're saying is basically Stormlord with 10 heavy flamers on top. Yes. Firing from the platform. Something like that. Um, cool. It's a little bit of contradiction in the list because uh, flamers are good. You want to close up, but the reaping says uh, it's a slow, heavy support. But uh, it works sometimes. It's a fun game. It's a fun list. But uh, if you want to win, go for the firepower mode with uh, missile launches. Yeah. Out cannons, siege breaker, and tank camp. All about firepower. Yes, but I'm working on an armored breakthrough list with a Charybdis, Charium, and wait, wait, wait! Armored breakthrough Charybdis? Yeah, you can have it. No, not the armored breakthrough. Um, help me out here. Not the one with just tanks. The other one. Um, the one when you get land raiders as transports. Yes, but you're not limited to only tanks. Like the armored spearhead? Armored spearhead, thank you. Uh, I don't really like the um, Pride of War you're using. Pride of L- Legion. Because of the fact you're losing victory points if you lose units. Extra victory points. Yeah. So I've been trying to work around that. Yeah. And to try some, something else than the reaping, you have to different a little bit, even if you're a death guard. It's never a bad thing to try out new new stuff. Yeah, no, mix it up. Besides, you are also working and on a pure army, armored list, right? Not really, but it will probably. <laughs> but, but you, you know, <laughs> right now, right, right now, I'm, I'm caressing. Uh, what are they called? Uh, well, I have some sort of stick around here that I'm caressing that I'm supposed to give to you tomorrow, right? We're oh, talking of about the bee. <laughs> blood the angels. Bee. Oh, are these for the blood angels? Yes. Okay. Then I know. 
the flyer, the Zikron, the but are the fucking uh, Raiders? Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, okay, the Zikron is for the Death Guard. Yeah, the Zikron for for the Death Guard, right? And the yes. Rapiers. Raptor is for Blood Angels. No, yeah, but the Rapiers, the Quad Guns. Do I have Quad Guns at your place? Mm. <laughs> I assume so. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to go through. If he, if you don't, you can always send them to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. I got them. I take them. They, they might be mine. <laughs> I'm confused. I've ordered so much stuff. I have <laughs> to be all right. To be all right. I thought you talked about the chain fist. For the Leviathan. Never. Forget it. Just don't listen to him. <laughs> Let's uh, continue talking about lists for Death Guard yeah. instead. <laughs> but I want to hear about uh, Pella's secret flamer weapon. Tell me about the flamer weapon because I always end up facing all these flamers. And what is your normal kind of loadout for your flamers and your thought about it? Because it's super fluffy and it's very Death Guardy and it's super good. I have a flamer unit. Yeah, and your regular flame units, they're fucking equally good. Yeah, you got uh, eight flamers, or heavy flamers, one sergeant with a skite, a red grenade, and uh, a pot to carry in each unit. Because you end up, with a get hot rule, you don't want to die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're standing pretty close to the enemy as well, so it's kind of handy. Then you're rolling the reaping. Yes. Yeah. And Freddy knows. And it, yeah, what I know. Feels? And it's super annoying with the apothecary that has a fucking stupid uh, auger scanner, so you can't get close to them to start with. And and it has a power sword, so you have some extra fucking super attacks when your toughness is three, with your AP fucking three. And also, if you drop your stupid uh, drop pod, you can't drop next to the unit because they're going to flame the fuck out of you. <laughs> so, it's annoying. Yeah, yes. but normally you have to put them in a Rhino Land Raider. <laughs> but yes, if you don't run the Reaping, you put them in a Claw or a pod. Yeah, but the thing is, like, with, with the... Because Flamers and Heavy Flamers, you can run them as uh, in units of nine, where one is a Sergeant and you have the Apothecary, you always get the fucking auger scanner, which means that you fuck up infiltrators, and also you get the flame stuff that tries to drop really close to you, which yes. is annoying. It's fantastic. No, it's annoying. It's the Death uh, God way, you know? Invite uh, you to uh, barbecue and you complain. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, I think that the combo of actually moving forward. Getting out, like, you can get out of rhinos. It doesn't really matter. You get a rhino, you flame something. Yes. And you hit so many things, because you're going to wound everything you hit, basically, because you yeah. have the camp flamers. And Normal stock standard unit with 10 space marines and power armor, you're going to race. There's no close yeah. combat then. Yeah. But if, if you're close if enough. You're, yeah, if you're terminators, you're going to lose a couple of terminators. But then you go in and charge, you're going to lose another couple of terminators, and and then your toughness three, so it doesn't really matter because you're gonna take a lot of wounds and you have a couple of you have initiative two and you have 
AP2 on Sammy Initiative. So it's, yes. it's super annoying. And you it know? works. Yeah. And yeah, against militia, militia, the militia is pretty much fucked. <laughs> you don't have even have to mention them. You did. <laughs> they die. Yeah. Click, click and race. Point and race. Yes. Which is good because um, it's one of the few armies that can handle militia really well. If you use the flame machine. Yeah. But I, I, I think the whole combination, flamers and veterans and heavy weapon support, like you can even have Volkai Culverins uh, as troop choices because you have three, three troop choices. You fill up your mandatory slots. The rest of them can be, be heavy weapons or they could be uh, veterans. And then you yes. still have all your lead slots freed up, which is pretty fucking good. That's definitely definitely true. Absolutely. I actually work on a unit with Volkite Culverins in it. They are so lovely. The Daka, 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 daka. Four yeah, shots each. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Fucking madness. I have them for my Empress children, and they, they never disappointed me. And I because in the Reap... For, I was going to say, I got them for my Iron Hands, and they're lovely in, yeah. in Iron Hands as well. Yeah, and, and for the reaping, because you can still have fortifications, you can have them behind an Aegis defense line with uh, uh, an armor, armor fucking dump, so they get to re-roll yeah. the ones. I never played with it, actually, in a, with the reaping, um, but an Aegis line is probably worth every single point. Yeah, especially like with an armor dump. It's ridiculous. Because yeah. all that re-rolling ones... It's just madness. And then you have the Master of Signals, so you have Ballistic Skill 5. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you got, uh, if you take the AA gun, it's uh, some sort of after cannon. You have a decent air support. You got the, the anti-aircraft gun or the last cannon. Uh, the quad gun. The last cannon yeah. is just one shot you're yeah. going to miss. Yeah, but the problem is if you take the quad gun, you don't, you don't get the ammo dump. And with the ammo dump, you don't really care because... You have Volkai coverings, Strength 6, you're shooting 4 of each. That's like 40 shots, mm. re-rolling 1s, and you're hitting on 6s. You're still going to shoot down that fucking plane. Yeah, so probably that, true. It would be interesting to see what they've done, if they've done anything or just included in the new book. Because the, all of these rooms are supposed to be in the new red core book yeah. for defenses. Also, Frederick, what do you think about this? What? About the flaming uh, gun line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would say a, a, a fucking team up, pal, and we uh, line line up a flamer line and some heavy support, and we go on. That would be pretty Barbe- awesome. Barbecue extraordinaire. Yeah. Exactly. Like, bring it. The downside is uh, if you face a heavy. Uh, and or an opponent with a lot of armor. Yeah, if you face uh, like iron hands or something like uh, just tanks, then you're screwed. You got yeah. one melt the bomb on the sarge. Yeah, I know, I know. I played, uh, I played that list the first game. It's like, oh crap! <laughs> I was yeah half. Now not really, thirty percent up the board, and then yeah. he and then he opened <laughs> up with all the tanks. 
super heavy, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. That's the downside with a flame line uh, strategy. If you end up, you have to have something. You have to have something in the back lines that can take out armor. Yeah, uh, at like, least to kill uh, rhinos easily. Yeah, because everything it, is probably at least in a rhino. Well, well I think have, like. Uh, the way that Pell is done sometimes is you have the flamer line is actually getting transported in Land Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. But that's expensive in points. But you also have uh, all of your what do you call the elite slots free if you're on that free within quotation marks you could get some dreadnoughts. Yeah. That's probably a better thing to do to have uh, dreadnoughts that can kill uh, rhinos easily. Com- conversion beamers in the backfield you scope. Or just, just like sl- uh, put up two or three Vindicator laser destroyers. You can you do you that have, as well. You have, you have three shots each. You don't roll a one. <laughs> no, that's the trick. Don't roll a one. Yeah. <laughs> and twin, twin, twin linked and uh, ordnance. Like yeah. taking, care, taking care of the heavy stuff. Well, I know someone that has three Vindicator laser destroyers for his death guards. Who are you talking about? Because he's that guy. <laughs> I'm that, not that guy. Isn't that most of the death guard players? Yeah, well, they're running like fucking backfield support to a falchion. <laughs> yeah, I didn't but, have much area on it. Operation Speed Bump. <laughs> it was a very friendly list. Yeah, well, so at, at least they are in one unit, right? <laughs> yeah. Because still get the yeah. downsides of uh, having them squadroned. Yeah. Yeah, that's not always good. That's true. Well, so sounds like some fucking kick-ass lists, and uh, I think we should round it off there. We've gone through the background a little bit. We've gone through like why every, we love everything pestilence and yeah. pre-pestilence and whatnot. We've gone through some nice army builds and options, and we've seen some of the special units. We've gone through Legion special rules. Uh, I don't know. I think we kind of covered it all. So the only thing we really have left is like uh, the last little bits and pieces of like if each of you tell us why would you choose Death Guards? Why should you play Death Guards in, in like a couple of lines? Who start? Yeah. <laughs> I can start. You like oh. gun lines, you like having support, you like to shoot things, and you like modeling dirt. <laughs> and you want to pay some pay something else than silver? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> the metal colors, yeah. <laughs> no metal colors here. Yeah. It's a challenge to model and paint. You yeah. think, okay, it's white, it's dirt, it's finished. But it's still a, there's a challenge there. So if you like modeling, it's worth it as well. It's a good choice. And if you like, if I roll back to the bit, like, if you like, how do you play? Do you like the fluff? Do you like, how do you want to play them? Uh, you, I want to play the fluffy part, but I want to experiment like everybody wants to with their armies. And do, I like the fluffy part about the Death Guard, like big blobs and like strolling up the field um, with head, the, the heavy support, as you mentioned, Per. Uh, the whole feel of them. 
like it's it's all about when you choose the army like does it fi- does this feel right to play or it's just oh I want that one because they are good uh, I I think that one of the major advantages about the death guards regardless of you know the reaping and the and the right of wars that they have that is very infantry orientated with the massive sort of like you said with the gun line or like Pella said with the gun line heavy guns shooting stuff like World War One or advancing World War One. I think the one thing about the Death Guards that is super cool is that you could do anything. You could do an armored breakthrough list, you could do a a, a fucking drop pod list, you can do the reaping, you can do anything and it will still feel fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. You can even do that fucking ancient thing with all the dreadnoughts. Uh, and yeah. it will still it will still feel fluffy because it will be gritty, slow pacing, moving and fluffy because the Legion rules will make it so. Yeah. And, and it's one of the legions that are really forgiving to regardless of whatever right of war you do and how you want to power game it or whack play it or whatever or whatever right of war you want to try because you want to experiment. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that's going to make you still feel fluffy when you do it. Which is cool. Yeah, have, I have that scenario with all the contemptors moving and like cleaning the field, and the, all the troops of moving behind them up slowly, and you have the two land raiders like coming up slowly behind the troops. Like, okay. that, but that's not really wrong because I think oh. I read in the first book in the Death Guard section there they were using a lot of dreadnoughts. One of the most yeah. Not using Legion, one of the most. Yeah. They, they probably like, took all those that the White Scar had spare. Yeah. Because they don't use them at all. Yeah. <laughs> like they're going, like cleaning the field for the troops. So they have they a Yeah, they don't have any surprises. So somebody dug down or something. <laughs> Another fluff question Is it worth taking destroyers with jump packs in a Death Guard list? Just for the sake of it. Is it worth uh, taking destroyers at all? They are cool. Well, the rule of cool, of course. <laughs> and, that's, yeah. that, and that comes from me that actually building an ultramarines force based on destroyers. Mm. Oh. Well, po- point-wise, it's never useful to stay, take destroyers, but for coolness, I think, like, they they fit the theme. Like, they, yeah, they, they do. If, if an army... If any of the armies or any of the legions would ever have destroyers, it would be the Death Guards. Definitely, and, totally agree. And, and if you're only out looking for maximum point efficiency, you're probably not playing the right game. No, if you're no. not really. Because then you're probably just looked past what is the coolest theme or what is the coolest uh, story you can build. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the most yeah. badass force? And then you can just play other legios. And like I said, the destroyers, besides the Grey Wardens and the Death Shrouds, but more for like normal legion troops, the destroyers could really be the key of you telling the story about the legion's fall to corruption by using paint schemes and modeling skills and stuff. And you could alternatively actually run destroyers as marauder squads in a black shield list because you can give them dual bolt pistols. Yeah. 
So you don't. So if you want to get more use of them and can use to run them as regular troops, you could run them in a black shields list. That's true. Like if if you want to move your the story of your legion forward, let's say they have a a schism with the mortarian or whatnot, and yeah. and so they will fit that, perfectly that, into. That's basically a Wednesday. <laughs> Someone be saying a mortarian. Yeah, but that's uh, that's also a good idea, just to think what more you can get out of whatever you're building. Yeah, and it adds to modeling opportunities as well. Uh, and the thing is, like, if you already practice weathering and and stuff with your armor, when you do the good stories, you can go to the fucking town. You can drench those shit in oil paints. You can drench them in fucking yeah. AK interactive stuff, and, and you can just go to town and and you can really use those. That unit to practice all the corrosion and shit, yeah. because you might just pick one or two or three things from those destroyers and use it in your regular troops, but you can go to town on them and and learn techniques and stuff. So definitely can, because it, it won't feel out of place if they're totally fucked up. Yeah. So your answer, Pala, is yes. Always oh, use. Yeah. I have no destroyers here for you, though. I had to cart them. <laughs> yeah, like, well, well, considering tomorrow the rulebook's going to drop, we'll have to drop some destroyers in the cart. Yeah. She'll be all right. She'll be all right. You just need, you just need that free shipping anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get free shipping, like we ever not got. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Well, that's uh, all I have. Well, thank you, gents, for coming yeah. onto our show and talk about the <laughs> It's been a blast. You know, it's good to talk again. And, uh, you know, I hope you had some fun. And uh, after this, we're going to do the wrap-up, aren't we? And hopefully, aren't we supposed to play, like, a, a, a song from each of you? It's right? either that or Spice Girls. I want, que- I want Queen. I want it all. So, just send uh, whatever you want to yeah. me in the chat and we, we'll yeah. sort it out. Um, all right. Before this, you probably heard a song from Frederick and after this, you'll hear a song from Pelle. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it, and it seems like it's Queen, I want it all, and then maybe Pelle is going to send us some sort of, I don't know. I don't know. Patera, walk boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's probably good. So actually music that's not listenable then. Lovely. <laughs> What's wrong with Pantera? You, you Pantera. don't have them in your playlist. You play it on commercial radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> what about Pantera? I fucked your girlfriend last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go on commercial radio. They're really, well, they're really Jack, picky. So, <laughs> cow, cowboys from hell works too. Yeah. So before this this tangent goes any longer, thank you for listening to the main to- main topic tonight, and we see you all in the wrap up. I want it all. I want it all.
Big thank you again to uh, Frederick and to Perth for coming on and talking all sorts of uh, shit and fluids and crazy plague-related stuff with the Death Guard there. Um, and it was, uh, as far as I can tell, it was a good section because I haven't listened to it yet because I wasn't part of it, so I can't wait to ha- find out. Ha- hashtag uh, Typhus did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, we can't do that. We'll have Magnus complaining. Somebody stole his, uh, his hashtag then. You know, be careful. We don't, don't want to bring that sort of rat down on us. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to shoot through our wrap-up as we're going to save a lot of our fun stuff for the end of the year episode. So uh, coming up on the 5th to the 6th of January in Vecua is the Mega Dirty Horus Heresy Mega Battle, which is a gigantic, as far as I know, gigantic apocalypse game, which is going to be lots of crazy stuff. Um, so there's a Facebook link for that in the show notes. Chris, what have we got next on our list? The next on the list is... Uh... Our event at Lincoln, which is Assault on Memorial, and that's during the Christine Fats weekend. And I don't really know the exact day yet because that's up to Freddy. Uh, oh. But the Facebook link to the event is provided in the show notes. 
Well, we're, we're still waiting for confirmation, but it looks like 90% chance it's going to be on the Saturday. Awesome. We, I, I haven't got like a blank blank no yet. Okay, then we have the Fields of Megara, which is on the 2nd to the 3rd of uh, June, and that is our next event in the Vangarian Heresy series. The Vangarian Varangian Varangian series. Can you even pronounce our own podcast name? Apparently not. I'm doing so well tonight. I'm going to just have to move on to hard liquor instead of shit beer, and then maybe I'll get my my ability to talk back. (laughs) Go back to to the non-alcoholic shit. uh, I don't want to never go back. Always look forward, mate. That's that's (laughs) got to try and do something. Uh, But again, Facebook link to the event is in the show notes. Chris, what's up next? That is uh, the taking of Firex Act 1, Hubris, and here's a little thing to listen to. The lines are drawn, sides taken. The drums of war hum with malice and rage. And now, the eyes of both the traitor and loyalist rest upon the Ferex system. None shall yield, so who shall stand victorious? Choose your side and cast your die. Join us for the taking of Ferex. Act 1. Hubris. The Taking of Ferex is a narrative-driven 30k event track coinciding with the 2018 Flying Monkeys GT in Wichita, Kansas. Players will face off in a Loyalist versus Traitor narrative as the warring sides attempt to secure a foothold in the Ferex system. The event will span five rounds over two days. Zone Mortalis tables will be available both days for any players who wish to test their mettle smaller scale skirmishes. For more information, please go to flyingmonkeycon.com or search us on Facebook at Ferex 30K. And the Facebook link is provided in the Sure not as well. Awesome. Then we have the third event, but it's uh, it's something a little different uh, in our event series, and that is the uh, Varangian Hobby Weekend, which is basically a hobby camp, and that's the 8th of August to the 12th of August, and that's going to be uh, working alongside uh, Cult of Paint, and again, Facebook link in the show notes for that event. Uh, Chris, the next yeah, one the next, is sketchy. The, yeah, this, it's still sketchy because... We still don't really have an exact date, but it's the Trebizond, the Forge of Chaldea event. And that is some time before Scandus, or Siege of Byzantium, as it's called this year. <laughs> We're going to try and, aim for, we'll try and aim for September. Let's go yeah. for there for now. That's Somewhere between the Hobby Camp and the Siege of Byzantium. Which leads nicely into the Siege of Byzantium, which is, going to, uh, Byzantium, which is our uh, Scandus event this year. The, the, the closing act of this year's Varangian Heresy event series is the 6th to the 7th of October. And that is also linked in the, uh, in the show notes with our uh, Facebook event link. And it's going to be all shades of crazy. There are going to be big things. There's going to be missions. There's going to be... I don't know. We, we, we're still working it out, but there's going to be a whole CG lot of crazy stuff, stuff going on. That's it. Stuff, CG, CG, CG stuff. Stuff. I think, I think Max, Max coined the term uh, Scandus grad. But so. That's just yeah. because he wants to b- bring his own siege lines, and he's not allowed to do that. 
Yeah, yeah no. well, but he, he he can he can experience it the wrong way around though. So. Yeah, well, he's he's gonna he's gonna enjoy it one way or the other. Yeah, uh, yes, definitely. That, that will be uh, a Scandus grad. It will be a whole lot of fun, and we are planning to do a, a full episode, sort of giving a lot more in depth look into what we're going to be doing on our event series early in the new year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of exciting releases and, and sort of news as we go yeah. along. And that is in addition to our pre-event episodes of the. All our regular regular programming yeah. that you yeah. come to know and love from us, or at least know. Take the rest of it is up to you, yeah. <laughs> or, or try to forget. Yeah, that too. But that, that's where the drinking helps. Um, so, without further ado, I can't think of anything else we need to highlight to you guys right this second. But we will say our next episode will be our year in review. The look back at the heresy that was in 2017 and looking forward to the heresy that will be in 2018. And it's going to be a fun show. I'm very sure there will be alcohol. There will be lots of missteps and mispronunciations. And that's just me. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We will have this out to you as soon as we can. Um, Other than that, gentlemen, you got anything you want to wrap up with? I don't know. Magnus did nothing wrong. I just did nothing wrong. Okay, Chris, anything from your end? Ross really should become a traitor of Primark in 40k. He should take his bolter purse and go home, I think, is more the mm-hmm. more the term we should be using. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, I'm going to say it's a good night for me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. And remember, kids, tune in next week. Same Lex time, same Lex channel.